This is Jay from Jagger Holly, and you are in the dummy room. Guys, Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 172. I'm your host, Nate. Hope everybody is doing excellent. I'm super stoked that this episode is finally happening. This guy has been unbelievably difficult to pin down. He's a busy guy. He's busy at work. He's sick. But the agents, they came through and they made it happen. He's finally here. JJ Nobody, what is up, dude? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, dude. I think this will be worth the wait. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> I, uh, I I had to make it seem a little sexier than it was. <laughs> you oh, know. that was sexy. That was sexy. Yeah. Did you ever have an agent? Um, for the band or for me? For 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 the either one. Yeah, yeah. We I mean we had we had booking agents. We never had like a. Now we've never had like an agent like a, an agent agent. We I mean we had <laughs> a booking agent and record yeah, label yeah. people. But yeah, we I don't know we. We kind of uh, we we kind of did a lot of stuff ourselves. And, yeah, yeah. And we we yeah we, we weren't big on the middleman and, and stuff. So you really got to hit a you got to hit a good level to have an agent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. So I've been uh, you've been one of the most requested guests that this show's ever had. People every once in a while be like, "You ever gonna have JJ on?" It's like, "Yeah, I want to have JJ on," you know. And Jeff Palmer is always. He's always every time I talk to him, like, yeah, I'm trying, man. We're trying. We've been we've been working on this for like six months, I think. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny. A little surprising, <laughs> but I mean, not my buddies, but just yeah, being requested, I guess. Um, I have been told that I should do mainly this podcast, and this I've I've never really done one. Um, up until I did one little one, um, uh, like a couple months ago. And I just was never, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm older, I'm out of the loop, and I never really, <laughs> y- y- your your podcast was actually the first podcast I ever listened to. Uh, my buddy, it was Josh Goldman and Jeff was like, yeah, we, we, we keep doing this podcast, this podcast, and I think I told you I, I had this long drive, and so I downloaded some, and I listened to them on this like 12-hour drive, and I'm like, these are pretty rad. <laughs> like, like awesome. I was just never, yes. I don't know, I was just thought podcasts were all like, like Murder, She Wrote. In headphones, you know what I mean? People listening to murder <laughs> stories. I, like, I, I didn't yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know there was rad musical ones out there, you know? That's awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Dude, I remember, yeah, you told me you were going on a drive to Vegas and you were going to listen, and I thought, oh, fuck, he's never coming on now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of so. course not. I, I loved it. I, I loved it. Awesome. That's um, great. And actually, one of the ones I listened to, you guys said something about me for one second. I was laughing my ass off. It was... uh. I can't remember the guy's name. He's from Australia. You had him on there. Craig, yeah. And you guys were doing the Chicks Dig It. was the Chicks Dig It one. Okay. And I was like, fuck yeah, I toured with Chicks Dig It, loved it. That was one of the ones I did it. And you guys were just talking, talking. And, and he's all, you know that nobody's did a Chicks Dig It cover once? And everybody kind of went, what? <laughs> and one of you guys were all, 
I'd rather just hear KJ. <laughs> and I was in the back of the van just cracking up. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I didn't. You know, you know how it is. Sometimes you just don't. You want to hear the original, you know. Oh, of course. Especially Chick Stiggett. Oh, I'm a huge Chick Stiggett guy, so. Oh yeah, I'd rather hear KJ over most people. So, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know how to start this one. You know, you've you've done so much cool shit. I feel like any any direction we go, I want to know so much about it. But um, I usually have a lot more notes than I have, and all I have written down this week is nobody's queers, drag the river, bar rescue, and parasites. <laughs> so no. I thought. I thought oh, let's man. let's let's start with the first time I ever saw you play, and I told you months ago. Um, I don't remember meeting you this night, but we certainly uh, we played together. Uh, winter '94, Lacrosse, Wisconsin. You were playing with the Parasites. You remember that? I do. I, I remember. I remember it well. What weren't we playing? Oh wait, Lacrosse. That the was warehouse. the one that was upstairs, right, with the yep, chubbies yes. and the fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember it well. I remember. I remember it really well. Yeah, I, I was 16, I think, and uh, I don't really remember much about it. You know, I was a big Parasites fan, and uh, I, I remember Jeanette Chubby. And I don't remember if I ever met you that night. I just don't think I did, but forgive me for forgetting <laughs> you over That's her. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty young back then, too. I think I was only like, I was 19 or 20, I think. Yeah? May, may, maybe. What was it, 94? No, yeah, I 94. Been, I, I would have been... I would have been 22. 22? So, yeah, 22. Who else was in that lineup? Was that Dan Kofer and uh, it, and Rob? Or Rob was wasn't Rob there. We, it, we were a three-piece. It was just me, Dave, and uh, Dan. Really? I don't yep. remember. And, and, and believe it or not, it was the Parasite's first U.S. tour ever. No shit. Yep, yep. I did not know that. Cool. And, and, it, and it, was my, it was my first real tour. I did... I actually did like I think ten days or something before that, and I think we played three shows in ten days. <laughs> like it, like we were kids and we booked it. You know, yeah, yeah. Book your own fucking life. But it was like my first real like <laughs> like tour. Yeah. So how how did how'd you come to be in the Parasites? Um, I was friends. It, it was Joe Queer. I was friends with Joe Queer. Um, uh, I just seen Joe. In Colorado, they, they were touring and we were just shooting the shit. He stayed; they stayed at my house. Um, uh, we just shooting the shit, talking, and and he was like, "Yeah, he's all this band, the Parasites from New Jersey." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I know the Parasites." It's like they're looking for a bass player. I'm like, would you be interested in doing it? I'm like, "Are you serious?" And he's he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's not for this." Was I think probably like April, April or May, and the tour started in like October, and I'm I'm like. I'm like, yeah, man, I'll give it a shot. And Joe was actually supposed to play rhythm guitar on that. Tour. Yeah, I heard that. I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Yeah, Joe was supposed to play rhythm guitar, and I actually met Dave or Nikki. <laughs> Dave. I, I, he went by Nikki way back then. He didn't want to yeah, know yeah. his name was Dave, but now I think people all know he's Dave. Um, I actually was in California, um, and I went and saw the Queers, and we all we stay. I I didn't know I didn't know Dave or anything, but we all stayed at Dave's apartment in Berkeley. It was actually the night that they shot the picture for the Beat Off album. I'm at, I'm actually in that black and white photo. No shit. I yeah, didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, bottom bottom right. Um, we, I just happened to be going through San Francisco, and I hit Joe up. And he's like, we're playing Gilman. So we, we went to the show, and we stayed at Dave's house. And then when he, he said that, I was like, sure, I'll do it. Dave sent me all the songs. I sat at home, learned them all, flew out to California, 
practice with him. And I, I was out in Berkeley for probably three weeks with him before the tour started. Cool. And somewhere in those three weeks, Joe called and I ain't coming. Which I kind of figured was going to happen anyways. <laughs> but So that that's how it happened. I mean, I didn't know those guys. I never... I met Dave staying at his house, but you know how that goes. I, I was, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? But there was 12 other people there, you know. It's not like we yeah, yeah. hung out. So I didn't really even know those guys. And, you know, I, I just did a... A long ass tour in a van in the middle of winter, and it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. It, it it definitely put the the bug in me, you know, to where I'm just like, I want to do this again. I want I want to do this with my band, and, yeah. and it was awesome. I met a lot of cool people on that tour, a lot of connections, and that's kind of how, you know, I started doing my own thing. Yeah, David told me that. I was hoping I wasn't remembering that wrong, but yeah, he told me there was almost a version of the Parasites with you and Joe Queer. Yep. Like, how fucking cool would that have been? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have been awesome. Or it could have been a nightmare. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> if you ever yeah. hung out with Joe and Dave, both of them together, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've, spent, I've spent more time with Dave, of course. Um, actually, the first time, I remember he called me about that show. And, uh, you know, he, I was a kid, you know, and he calls me up and he's like, hey, this is Dave from the Parasites. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got off the phone and I'm like, who the fuck is Dave? And I'm looking through the records like, there's no fucking Dave, you know? Because at that point, I didn't know I didn't know who the fuck he was. But um, Yeah. So were the Nobodies really going at that point? I mean, you had some records out around we, that time, but... We had, right before that, I think we recorded it in December of 93. Uh, we just did our first little 7-inch we put out ourselves. Two, only, I think, 300 pressed. Um, the, the perfect 7-inch. Um, we've never yeah, repressed yeah. it. Uh we ended up re-recording most of those songs on the first album. But yeah, we just put out it ourselves. I think we pressed 200, and I think 50 of them got ruined in the van. So I think there's only like 150 <laughs> out there. So that's the only thing I had. And I brought some on tour, and I gave them to people, promoters and stuff. And yeah, yeah. So we were a band, but we were just basically just a little local band at the time. Like, yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's, back, let's back way up a little bit before we get to the nobodies and all that. But uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in New England. Um, I was actually born in Maine, like way up in Maine, this little town called Caribou, uh, where my mom's from. We moved right outside of Boston, uh, Bedford. My grand, my, my dad's parents lived in, in right right in Boston. We lived in a little town called Bedford, like 20 minutes north of Boston. I moved there when I was like three, and I lived all over New England till I was 15, 15 or 16, and then we moved to Colorado. And my dad retired here, and that's how I ended up being in Colorado. Cool. Is that how you know Joe from living out that way? No, not really. Um, I really met him. I, I actually saw the queers. My first show I ever went to was 1980 and 85-86 at TT the Bears in Boston. And it was Verbal Assault, this band called Last Stand, and this old little opening band called The Queers. <laughs> <laughs> first punk rock show I ever went to but no I shit. you know I, I remember it distinctly but like I didn't know him I was I was a 15 year old kid 14 15 year old kid I didn't know Joe I met him on the Screech and Weasel Queers tour um, they came through Colorado and I just went and saw him and cool. I never heard of him before and I watched him play I'm like these guys are fucking awesome and yeah, yeah. I got a 7 inch from him um, it was right before Love Songs Love Songs came out and I just stood there and talked to him, and he he gave me his number and called me to book a show for him like four months later, and 
the rest is history. That's you awesome. Know, we, we just became buddies, and I don't know why. I don't know why he he took to me, but he just you know he would randomly just call me out of nowhere. And, you know, I'm this fucking kid, you know, 20 year old kid, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like Joe Queer's calling me, like Joe Queer's calling me, like like. But yeah, that's that's really how I met him. I just I I booked a couple shows for him, and like I said, randomly ended out in California and saw him out there, and yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then he asked us to go on tour with him. Uh, and we, we did that tour. We did like three and a half, four weeks with him, and it ended in Boston. And while we were on that tour is when we got signed to Hopeless. And Joe's like, well, mm. why don't you stay out here and record the record out here? And yeah, that was that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the Hopeless stuff. But uh, what were you like as a kid? <laughs> Awkward. Like growing up out there. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> I, yeah, that, I that, imagine that you were uh, a little bit of a troublemaker um believe it or not <laughs> i wasn't no I, I i no i was i was pretty i don't want to say shy i've never really been shy but i was kind <laughs> no of quiet I, yeah. I was kind of quiet and i think it had to do with um like i said i, I was in new england i discovered i was a little skateboarder i discovered punk rock i met a couple older kids and they're like we're going to this show. And I'm like, what's a show? You know, I, I, I was just this kid on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like this punk rock. And I found this whole fucking world. I didn't know existed. And I, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you just, you dive in fast, you know, all the, yeah, you yeah. know, within a month I had a leather jacket and a fucking mohawk. My dad wasn't talking <laughs> to me anymore, you know, and I'm like, fuck everything. And, uh, you know, just started going to shows and buying records. And then, you know, eight months later I moved to Colorado and this is the '80s, and it was that back when it was still, you know, you, you know, I got chased by jocks and Camaros throwing big gulps at me, you know, cause, just because because of my haircut, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so I moved out here, didn't know anybody. So the first year I was here, I was just this weird outcast, like the new kid, like the weird kid in the corner. So I, I kind of, I was, I was always kind of quiet, you know. And I got, I got good grades, and then I met, I ended up going to a little local show, and that's where I met Justin, you know, Dick Disease, whatever, whatever people know him by <laughs> we were fucking 15 year old kids i met justin and then i met randy uh, we all I, I ended up transferring where i went to their high school and that was 10th grade and that that was that but yeah i wasn't really i wasn't really a troublemaker i was we were weirdos you know <laughs> but you know I, I i didn't get in much trouble that that came that came in that came later in life <laughs> Were you guys like instantly like you guys all meet and you start the nobodies or no, how'd that come um, to be? No, I, m I met Justin. I actually saw him. I got on the bus. I went to the mall. Uh, there used to be like a, you know, those cool mall record stores. And they had like the little itty bitty punk rock section. I went to the mall and I was walking through the mall and I see this guy. And at the time I was probably, you know, five, eight, five, nine, maybe a hundred 25 pounds i was just a skinny little fucking kid and <laughs> it looked like a giant walking toward me and it's fucking justin army jacket combat boots misfit shirt and at the time he had long hair long red fucking hair and he looked like he was like <laughs> 6 10 and i'm just like this guy's into punk rock and and i was actually too scared to talk to him he I, he he come and he walked right by me and i'm like well i know there's one more punk rock town and then i met this other kid and we went to this little basement punk rock show and he was there and that's where we first met and hanging out and I used to go see his band play and his singer quit the band or saying he was going to quit and they were playing their last show they're called Spun Isolation and 
they he didn't know this cover song happened to be a misfit song and I'm, I'm just like i'll do it and i hopped up there and did it and then the next day justin's like you want to start a band we were in high school so me justin and randy and this other guy started this high school band called splitting headache we were out for like a year and then we broke up and then we, we were all in a whole bunch of other bands and then we finally came back together and i actually started the nobodies justin wasn't in the band i had a different drummer and a different guitar player and after about six months, Justin actually joined the Nobodies on guitar. No and shit. Yeah, Justin was one of the Nobody's first guitar players. And we were playing, and me and Justin, just the drummer sucked. He was, I mean, like I said, we were 19, <laughs> 19-year-old kids, and he started doing a bunch of drugs. And Justin's like, let's kick him out. I'll go back to drums, and we'll find a guitar player. And that, that's how the Nobodies came to be. I guess I didn't realize, you know, I, I was, I saw the nobodies early, but I, apparently not that early. So yeah, well, this I all, ha- it, it, it's weird now. Cause the older I get, you know, how time goes by so much. And I, I think back of those days, it just seemed so long. I'm like, that all happened in like the span of two years. Like we were in high school, had a high school band. That band broke up. Justin was in this band. I was in that band. We were both in like three or four other bands. I actually started the nobody. Like I said, he wasn't in the band. And then I, he joined on guitar, and it seemed like that was forever, but it was probably six months. And then yeah. we met this guitar player, Rodney, and then we just and, – and Rodney, when he joined the band, like I said, we were 19 maybe. He was like 28, which just seemed like the oldest fucker in the world. Like, <laughs> we got this old bald dude, but he was just awesome on guitar. And he had a, and he had a van. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. so we recorded our first 7-inch, and then that was that. Was the intent to just be a snotty punk band, or how, how did you become like the dirtiest band ever? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I get this a lot, and and yeah, we we didn't start out to be what we became, I guess. And sometimes when people talk to me, I'm like, we're kind of not what you think we are, too. Like, we started out just just a punk rock band. We were into the Circle Jerks, Angry Samoans, you know. I, yeah, I yeah. was into all that. You know, I was I, I started out like East Coast hardcore kid, you know, Dag Nasty, Minor Threat, you know, Agnostic Front. And then I found the Ramones and it just like, you know, found the happy medium. But we just were, you know, I was a big fan of, you know, 
like I said, angry Samoans, circle jerk, black flag, obviously, descendants, you know, Ramones. But I meat man, I always loved the you know, I love the descendants. Like, you know, they they write the best, you know, pop love songs there is, but I also yeah, yeah. love like the Meat Man and Angry like just the silly songs, just the I don't give a fuck, you know, adolescence, DI, you know. So we started out just being that, just, you know, we did take ourselves seriously and, and kind of the early nineties created us. Like just being local, there's I remember we had one song where we were just like I think we said bitch or something. And the PC movement was just kind of going. And I remember this girl was like, you can't say bitch. I'm like, why can't I say bitch? It's like, because you can't say that. I'm like, well, what if she's being a bitch? <laughs> like, like, and and it, I, ironically, we were playing. And before we ever did anything like really dirty or whatever, we were playing a show. We actually opened up for 15. Oh, and, and I was sitting there hanging out. And same thing, Jeff, Jeff fucking up from Cripshine. We get up yeah, playing. Yeah. We're sitting there by the merch. And he says the same thing to me. He's all, you know, it's kind of uncool to say bitch. Would you call your mom a bitch or your sister a bitch? And I looked right at him. I'm all, if they're being a fucking bitch, <laughs> like, yeah, of course I will. <laughs> so we kind of got this, and it wasn't even the dirty, you know, jerking off porno tit songs. It was just saying like bitch or what if this and that. And it, it kind of made us go, you know, I had more people go, well, you can't say that. I'm like, watch me, watch me. <laughs> like, you know, like. I almost did things out of spite, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, people would say something this and then I'm like, oh, really? It's like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, well, now I'm going to write, I want to fuck your girlfriend. I'm going to put on a record. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, fuck you, I can't, <laughs> you know? I always thought it was strange when you were talking about Hopeless. I always thought it was strange that the Nobodies were on Hopeless. That label, it was kind of weird. It had bands that were, you know, what I would say are more socially aware punk bands like Dillinger 4 and Common uh, yeah. Rider Against All Authority and then Queers and Nobodies who yeah. definitely aren't well, uh, well, we, very we came way before <laughs> like AAA and Dillinger 4 were on on Hopeless. We were one of the first bands. Um, Hopeless did the, uh, the they did the Punk Side story and then they yeah, put yeah. out I think 88 Fingers Louie was like their first like signed band and they were looking for like new bands and I didn't, I, I didn't pursue them. I didn't know who Hopeless Record was until I, you know, till they contacted me. I'm like, oh, they put out the sh the Schlong record, the Punk Side story. And uh, what it was was he contacted a promoter in Denver, and and he was just like, hey, send me some local bands, Seven Inches, this and that. And this promoter sent a whole bunch, you know, Pinhead Circus, all these Denver bands. Somehow he sent our Seven Inch to him, and I think that's what he liked about us was we weren't all that. Like we were just like. And he called me, and I'm like, I don't care. And he's like, well, would, would you... He asked me all these questions, and I'm, I was just kind of like, yeah, maybe. That'd be cool. I go, we might go on tour with the queers, you know, in a couple months. Me and Joe talked about it, but maybe we won't. And I think he just liked that, that we were... <laughs> I was just like, it'd be rad if it did, but if it don't, you know, I don't care. <laughs> you know, and... Yeah. Like, I think that's what originally attracted him to us. And then, like, all those other bands came later, and I think times change later... I'd be lying if I didn't say after years and years, maybe I, I think maybe a couple of the homeless dudes were like, fuck, what are we going to do with this band? <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're kind of stuck with these dudes. Like, but they were all, they were always great. You know, they never told us not to do something or do this and that, you know, they're just like, if that's what you want to do. And yeah, that was that. Like I said, they, they approached us. And then I was actually shocked when they're just like, we want to do a record with you. And I'm like, all right. 
So yeah, yeah. So you th- you had a bunch of records with them, the four the four yeah. full lengths, but you certainly never toned it down. It's not yeah. like you guys got oh, we, calmer. <laughs> we 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 got worse. Like I said, it was it was almost just like at each like at each moment, it, like we do something, and like you can't do that, you can't do that, and I'd be like, yeah, I can, and, and watch me do this now. Or what? Like I said, we never. Like I said, people's perception of us, we're, we're all, you know, we've had people going like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, we're all nice guys. We're, po- we're polite. You know, I didn't even, yeah. st- I didn't drink until I was in my thirties, you know, to, you know, the whole time I was touring back then. I mean, I didn't drink, I didn't do anything, but people would always be like, oh, they're probably fucking drunks and drug addicts and they stay at your house. <laughs> they're going to like jerk off all, all over the walls and stuff. It's like, you know, they're going to try to fuck your girlfriend. And we, we weren't, I don't know. We, we were never like that. We wrote stupid the way I always explain our band, we wrote the songs that I think every guy, especially from 18 to fucking 30, things they thought in their head that most people wouldn't write a song about. But, you know, what guy don't watch porno? What guy don't, Yeah, yeah. you know, they're not, they're sitting there at the bar or at fucking Denny's and some chick walks by and they go, oh shit. And they wait till their girlfriend's looking so they can look, look <laughs> at their boobs or their fucking, you know, ass. Like everybody does it. I think in that mo- that movement, people were just like, you can't do that. I'm like, you fucking do that, motherfucker. Fuck you. Don't tell me you don't. <laughs> you know, everybody does. Yeah, so I think we just, you know, that's how that's how we kind of went down that rabbit hole. And there was a couple times toward the end I was like, fuck, what were we thinking? <laughs> like, we could have maybe been more popular and bigger band if we <laughs> didn't do all this stupid shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. What about uh? What about doing it for the kids? imagine somebody had said something to you guys and uh that was sort of a rebuttal to uh some comment about you know about why you're in it <laughs> um uh well justin wrote that song okay it, it, all, all except for the except for the end where i just go fuck the kids i just yeah, did yeah. that like in the studio and which makes no fucking sense about the song um i i i don't to be honest like we always we didn't collaborate on a whole lot of stuff. Like, I would write my songs. Justin would write his songs. 
And we'd show up, practice it, like, oh, I got this, I got this. Like, we were kind of a weird band. Like, we didn't like, get together and practice, oh, I got this riff, what do you think of this? We did it a couple times if we had an idea and we wanted to do something. But usually we just came up with our own shit. Like, all of Justin's songs are are him and, you know, all, all of mine are, you know, like, every one of those songs about girls, they're all... They're all, they're all about somebody, you know. They're all yeah, real yeah. real shit. <laughs> and Justin was more like, fuck, I saw this chick and went home and jerked off. I'm going to write a song called Wet Sheets, you know. like, <laughs> like. But, um, yeah, Justin wrote it, and I think he was just, I mean, he, Justin is the biggest, weirdest fucker you've ever met, but he also <laughs> has a heart of gold. He's like this big, I, I don't know how to explain him. And I think he did, like, you know, we've always said that. You know, we always just went and did it. Whatever my, I don't think we ever came home from any tour with more than fucking a hundred bucks in our pocket, you know. And it would just be, you know, the more money we yeah. made, the more fun we had on tour, you know. The, yeah. the, the more we'd go, hey, let's go to fucking Western Sizzling and not eat Taco Bell tonight, and, you know, or let let's let's go to this strip club. Hey, we made an extra hundred bucks tonight. Let's go to the strip club or whatever. And I I think that was maybe a rebuttal. And like I said, I'm not I'm talking for him now. He wrote it. And surprisingly, I've never really asked him about it. But we did get a lot of, you know, we kind of left our town. We weren't popular in our own town. Like, people didn't come see us. And then we got signed, and we were just like, fuck this place. And we just started touring. And yeah. and, and then all of a sudden, you know, the name got out this night. And then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be our friends when we were in town. And, and you start hearing those things like, oh, I know those guys. Oh, I know those guys. <laughs> and then about a year or two later, you, you get that, I don't want to say jealousy factor, but then people are just like, you know, oh, this and that. You know, you see someone like, oh, what's up, rock star? And you're like, oh, boy. You, know, you look around over your shoulder. I'm like, me? I'm like, the guy that just went and donated plasma so I could fucking eat? Like, what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, so I think that's why Justin maybe wrote that. Like, because that's what we did. We just, yeah, yeah. we loved being in the van and going to different cities and meeting different kids. And we were always big on, you know, after the show, like, what's there to do in this town? Fucking Billings, Montana. Like, we went and had a fucking bonfire out in the middle of nowhere at some lake, you know, and fucking here's a rope swing. It's like, let's fucking go. You know, like we, we literally just loved it. You know, I have videos of us were in uh, Casper, Wyoming. And after the game, it was in an inside, like big sports complex. We had a fucking huge kickball game, with, you know, 50 kids we'd never met before. And, like we played kickball for two hours after the game, you know, cool. just, just had fucking fun, you know? Yeah. I love that record. That's that for me is my favorite nobody's record. But uh, no, I just thought it was cool to start the record off with this song. You know, the one song that's not about tits or fucking, and <laughs> it, you end it with "fuck the kids." So it's, <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah, and, and and like I said, I did do that because we'd be all the time, and it was more of a joke. You know, yeah, like, yeah. We'd be at the merch table, and some kid would come this and that, and I'd just like lean back and be like, "Fuck these, like fuck the kids." <laughs> and and some a lot of times we'd be like mimicking other people <laughs> like what what one time we were on tour with the go to hells we were in wyoming it's so funny because cody and timmy from the Littletons, they were at, i got pictures of us playing and we like played in a barn and they're like right in the front row and they're fucking kids like they're like 15 years old but they're standing right in front of me like i think timmy or, or cody gave me the pictures but we're on tour with the go to hells and edo's this boston guy living in florida total like greaser hair you know and just like just yeah, cool yeah. dude and where he's like leaning up on the merch table and like their cds or something didn't come and you know hunter hunter from down by law and all that in the band so this kid came up and was like you got any cds and he's all nope and he, you got any shirts he's all nope 
He's all he like <laughs> asked him all these questions. He he's just like leaning there like Fonzie, and he goes, "Here, kid, have a sticker. Now beat it." <laughs> and I remember like standing behind him going. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I was that cool to just look at a kid and go, beat it. <laughs> like, beat it, kid. Like, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> like, and it was, you know, I would never look at a kid and go, beat it. Like, scram, yeah, bugging yeah. me. <laughs> so it might have been a little bit of that, like, fuck the kids. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. More more play, more play, playful than anything, probably. <laughs> you guys were super, you know, the mid-90s, mid-late 90s, super prolific. Had tons of records out. Tons yep. of seven inches. What were people just throwing shit at you? Offers constantly, looking for songs and um, yeah, like everybody, yeah, people would be like, "You want to do a record? You want to whatever?" We did a, we had that period where I mean, me and Justin were just like we'd go on tour, you know, we'd go wait, go out for the summer, we we'd be gone for like three months, come home and just like on that tour, be like, "Oh, I got an idea, I got it." We'd come home and within a week or so, I'm like, "I got nine songs." Justin, be like, "I got thirteen. <laughs> and I'm like. We'd practice for a month and go, hey, call call holders or call someone go, hey, we, we got all these songs. We're ready to do a record. And like, already? And it's like, yep. And it's like, we would just go and then uh, we just, yeah, record and record. And we did we did one record with Suburban Home when uh, Virgil, who mm-hmm. was from Denver, and then he ended up working at Hopeless. He interned there and then worked there and then started his own label. And we just like, at the time, we were popular, quasi-popular, and we're just like, He's like, he's like, hey, will you record something for my labels? Like, kind of help me get off the ground. We're like, sure. But we had just put out a record. He's like, you want to do a covers covers record? And I'm like, not really. And then we <laughs> just we came up with the idea. It's like, let's do a covers record of all the bands we toured with, even if they're bands that no one's ever fucking heard of. You know what I mean? And yeah, we yeah. ended up doing Gutter Mouth and Chicks Dig it and the Queers, obviously. But then we did, you know, some other bands that we did these little tours with that people don't really know you know and I, but yeah there was a time we just had we just had so much material and you know i think i think a lot of it's good there's there's, there's some duds in there you know it's like when you record it it's like that's not so good but we always just went fuck it put it out <laughs> like like we, we we just didn't give a shit you know we truly that's the main thing that marks the nobodies is we really truly didn't give a shit whether we we're on tour with the queers playing in front of fucking 700 people in Green Bay, you know, at, at Concert Cafe, or yeah, yeah. we were playing some little bar and there was fucking 20 people there. You were going to get the same show from us, you know. You you know, We were going to get up there and play 40 minutes, try not to stop once and just be like, see ya, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, who was the uh, who was the woman that sang on the Welcome to Strings record? Um, sang Julie. a couple songs. Her name's Julie. She went by Julie Disaster on that record. Uh, because me, Justin, and her were in a band in high school called The Disasters. Okay. And that that's actually my high school girlfriend and the mother of my son. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And we to backtrack, we were in this little band together, and then me and her split up right out of, out of, after high school. I I was that dude. I had the she was my girlfriend from the moment I moved here, so we were together for like five or six years, but. I got her pregnant in high school. I'm, I'm the guy that had the kid. In senior year, I had a baby, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, of course, you know, as soon as high school ended and I was a fucking janitor and she's doing it, like, it just, you know, it's life. Like, we didn't, we didn't last. Yeah, yeah. We were together five years, but as soon as we were, we were like, we broke up. But, uh, so it broke our band up. And actually, when that band broke up, that's when I actually started the Nobodies. And that's why and Justin was mad because me and her breaking up broke the, our band up. So Justin was like, I'm not playing with you guys anymore. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to start this band. <laughs> and then after six months, he's all, I'll play in your band. <laughs> so 
But yeah, yeah, she was my high school girlfriend. Her name's Julie. She's still around. She's around town. Um, and so she plays. She plays like a lot of acoustic stuff. She sang on that seven inch, and then on like the great ass tit. She's the one that does like uh, thinking about you. She did a couple like okay. things a long time ago. Yeah, she sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, she she's pretty cool. She was on Star Search in the early eighties as as no a shit. thirteen as a thirteen year old singing <laughs> on Star Search. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Star Search. <laughs> yeah, I, it just popped in my head when you said it. When you're like, she's going cool. all yeah, she's pretty cool. Oh yeah, she was on Star Search. <laughs> did she win? Yeah, yeah, she won. She won preliminary. She didn't like win the whole the whole thing, but yeah, she won a few times. Her her real name is Julie Salisbury. Hmm. So I don't know if whoever's listening to this can YouTube it or Google it, but she was on Star Search. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon. Yeah. It seemed like uh it seemed like there was all kinds of people on that show, but there was never finals. They just kept going, like, hey, you're yeah, gonna, you're gonna make it to the next round. There was there was never a next round, it just kept on going and going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you, like, what'd your parents ever think of nobodies? You ever they ever listen, go see you guys? Um <laughs> Yeah, they would come see it. They they'd come, they yeah, they they would come see us. I don't think they ever listened to us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they did. Um, it's got to be awkward. Dude. I'm sure. I'm sure it didn't last very long. <laughs> my dad. My dad. My dad was a military guy. Um, yeah. And me, me and my mom were super close. My dad was a military guy, so, I, like I said, I wasn't joking when when I first got into punk rock. It was, you know, all of a sudden I came home and I had, you know, I I had blonde hair you know, blue eyes. I, you know, I, I played football all, all younger years. And, and then all of a sudden I was just like leather jacket, fucking black Mohawk. And my dad used to just kind of like come when he just like look at me and like walk out of the room. And, and he like, yeah, it, it, it was that kind of relationship, but I'll give it to him. He never told me I couldn't do anything, never discouraged me from doing anything, but I could tell he was just like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on with my? And this is the eighties back when you know, yeah. Like yeah. he would just look at me and walk out there. He he would call me and my friends gypsies all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they would they would they would come to shows. My my mom my mom would come to shows. My parents were fucking always like I said always supportive. You know after you know years when I started touring, my parents were always that family that you know I had friends that would move in there. And one time I was living there, I had a friend move in there, and I moved out, and he stayed there. Like, my, he stayed there. Um, one of Joe's, uh, uh, when I first, when I first started, when I played with Joe, the first couple things I did with Joe was right after the first big queers, like the actual breakup when B-Face and Hugh, like, left the band. Yeah. And Joe, Joe was just in a really bad spot. And he was getting his shit together. He actually came to Colorado and stayed with me and my parents for like a month. Um, he was basically trying to get his shit together. My parents are like, come on in, you know, and he stayed out there probably longer than a month. And during that time, he would practice with the nobodies. We would play, and we actually played a bunch of shows. I don't know if it was Build back then. We played a couple festivals. I don't. Know. I think it maybe was Joe Queer. The nobody. It, 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 some of them might have been Build as the Queers, but we did huge Queer sets. We played this big thing called Board, uh, Board as Usual, and it was when the Descendants first got back together. And it was just huge, like 5,000 people here. And uh, I, I think I'm the only one that has a copy of it. I have it on VHS tape. I should, like, upload it or something. But it's this yeah, cool yeah. whole set of, like, it's a Nobody's Playing with Joe Queer, but we're doing all Queer stuff. We might have done one nice. or two Nobody songs in there. But, yeah, my parents were awesome. They were always that, you know, very accepting. But, no, I don't think they listened to my records <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, uh, there's offensive punk rock and then there's, 
nobody's uh, punk rock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let me let me reverse that then. Like, how does, uh, you know, you have kids, and your kids are adults now, or at least one of your kids is, so, like, you ever, uh, have your kids ever listened to the nobodies? I mean, oh, how yeah. do you hide that? My, my, my son, Wyatt, uh, all my older kids do. Um, I got three older boys. Uh, but my son, Wyatt, uh, he's 18. He listens to us. He actually... Um, when we did that big nobody's thing in August, he got yeah, up. Yeah. He got up and sang a bunch of nobody songs. Oh no shit! Like yeah, there was there was a couple times That's where cool. I, I like he thought, Dad, can I sing this? And I I actually got off stage and he got up and, and like because we had all the old members there, so I think it was just an array of different members up there. And and I gave yeah. my, the bass to maybe Josh or somebody. And somebody played bass and my son got up there and sang a bunch of songs. Um, so yeah, my 18 year old listens to it. My oldest son listens to it. My middle son is. He listens to it, but it's not punk rock. Ain't really his thing. Yeah, he, yeah. He and my daughter thinks we're the worst band ever. <laughs> <laughs> she she just always goes, God, Dad. And, and when they were younger, when we did our last album, she she was younger, and, and my eighteen year old was probably like fourteen or fifteen, and they just would always poke fun and. They they say I sound like Eric Cartman. Unbelievable. They're like, Dad, you sound like a South Park character. <laughs> and they're like, How come you you're like this, but then you go play in your band, you sound like a South Park character? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but but yeah. But my 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 daughter, she just turned 13, and she two years ago she had a big like she was way in way into the Ramones. She still is, but she loved Teenage Bottle Rocket. And Ray Ray would come down to the house. Ray and Milo, you know, we we all we snowboarded all together. But every time they were here, and, and Milo loves the Nobodies, Ray loves the Nobodies, and they'd always get in a conversation. And Ray's like, "Well, you love my band, and I love your dad's band. How come you don't love your dad's band?" And she just go, "Have you heard my dad's band?" <laughs> like no qualms about it at all. But but yeah, I don't, and I'm kind of glad because I'm not ready yeah. for my 13 year old to. <laughs> Ask me questions of some of the songs I wrote. <laughs> Justin wrote that one. And, yeah, and, and, and she, she's a girl. But the, the boys, I'm just like, yeah, of course. Like, of course. If you would have saw yeah. that girl's tits, she would have wrote a song too. <laughs> uh, how about how about some video talk? I hate to drive and a girl like you. Obviously filmed at the same show. That place was huge. Yeah. What was that filmed at? It, it was, uh, it actually, I think the video made it look bigger. It was at the, um, Oh fuck! It was in Corona, the Showcase Theater in Corona. It's kind of filmed at a weird angle. It's not a huge club. I would say like four hundred people capacity. All right. Like it had decent sized stage, but the dance floor was like average size at every punk rock show. But it was the stage was kind of set at an angle, like kind of at a corner. So if you see the crowd on the stage, it looks like there might be a whole bunch of people back there. But eight feet behind the pit was a wall. You know what I mean? It was uh, kind of okay. it was kind of weird. It was it was an awesome club. We played there a lot. Cool. And yeah, we uh, hopeless hooked up with these guys, and they wanted to film a video, and so they came and they just filmed a bunch of stuff, and they just made the, they made the the girl like you video, which I don't know if you noticed the beginning of that, it doesn't say girl like you, it says out of my mind when when it comes up and it shows the girl thing and it, it says out of my mind on on the girl's belly, and the O's like on her belly button because the song was originally called that, and we recorded the record and. Hopeless put the wrong title on the song. To be to be honest with you, and I was just <laughs> all, up, huh? yeah, it was it was That's the cool. song was called Out of My Mind, <laughs> and they put Girl Like You, and I was just like, well, I guess it's called Girl Like You now. <laughs> like that's a total like nobody's thing. I'm just I didn't call him and say, hey, I just went, all right, well, I guess that's what it's called. Like, 
But yeah, they just filmed a whole bunch of footage and they did the Girl Like You video and then they hit me up. They're like, we got all this extra footage. You want us to do something else? And I'm just going to get all this stock stuff. And they just made a second video for free and just sent it and just sent it. Nice. So that, that, that's how that came to me. It was, it, it was kind of fun. I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a big fan of videos. Yeah. Uh, not, not one time. I'm, I'm not big on the, you know, you put a camera in my face. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I guess I am a little shy in that. I just feel, I just feel stupid, you know, you know, lip, lip singing on stage to my own song. I just, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just feels phony to That's me. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. But I was, you, you know what other video was, I, I think Tamara is a Punk by the Queers was filmed at the same place. And, and so was a Mustard Plug video. Yeah, um, which I'm in that mustard plug video too, and I'm in Tamara's a punk video. I I just happened to be in California when the queers first no got shit. signed. They shot that video, yeah, <laughs> just just in the background. But so I I've been in a bunch of weird little weird videos, uh, but ones of ourselves I'm I'm not too keen on. We did a did you ever see the addicted to porn video? Uh, I don't think so. No, we 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 actually did a video for addicted to porn and we filmed it in a porn warehouse slash studio like, <laughs> i was like, I, that's where i was going <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was it was weird it was as weird as you think it would be it was like a was giant warehouse a- and you went in one room and it was just shelves and shelves of movies and then you went back there was an office and then there was like a big room where they packed and shipped stuff and then you went back to this other room and there was like four fake there was like a bar and then there was a bedroom and then there was like a sauna room or like a hot tub room obviously where they film where they yeah, did the yeah. filming so yeah yeah we shot a video inside uh it was it was legend video it was at legend video how long were you guys in that warehouse oh i was in there for i was in there for a while <laughs> two <laughs> two days <laughs> randy's still there yeah yeah and, and we uh, came home with a fucking van load of movies <laughs> i'll tell you that <laughs> like I'm, I'm not kidding you i'm talking like maybe a thousand and way above five Jeez. like 500 to a thousand like our whole back van was just stacked up with, with fucking movies they're like take it take it and and they at one point they <laughs> throw a bunch of movies at us like we're playing and so the whole floor everything is just pornos so anything they threw at us that got a little dent they're all take it take it we're just like all right <laughs> we we took it all <laughs> i'm uh i'm imagining that scene from uh strange brew when they come home with the beer their first day at work oh the yeah back of the van's full but it's oh yeah tapes. that'd be hilarious and and, and doing <laughs> that video i got hooked up with uh um I got hooked up with a guy. The guy who filmed it was uh, his dad owned Legend Video. God, what was his name? I'll think of it. But he ended up like directing his own porn. And he had some kind of like corn metal band that was kind of big. That that got kind of big. I'll, I'll think of his name. But anyway, just got hooked up with him. You know, exchange numbers. Like I, I become everybody's buddy. I'm just like, hey, yeah. what's up? You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, let me give you a number whenever you're in town. And he put me on the uh, viewing list. So anytime movies came out. Uh, you know, they sent them to magazines to get reviewed. They also <laughs> sent me all those movies. So every week for about 10 years, I would come home and there'd be a box on my on my stuff every Thursday. They mailed out on Tuesday every Thursday, anywhere from four to eight pornos. Some of them were great. Some of them you would never want to fucking watch. <laughs> like they're, But yeah, I would just get free shit all the time. Um, yeah. So it was it was an adventure, to, to say the least. I was I was going to ask you if there was ever any type of I don't know like an endorsement of any sort from the uh, the adult industry, but I guess that's about as close as you came, huh? We we no we did um 
God, what's his name? Al, Al, Al Borda, maybe? Yeah, Al Borda. He had his own line, and I met him through this guy. He had his own line of movies, and he asked me, um, I wrote a few things. I just sat there with electric guitar, and I just wrote a couple riffs, and I would record them and send them to him, and he would put them in his pornos. And he did put nobody's songs in his pornos. No shit. It, yeah, and this is this is here. This is a story. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Probably it's probably <laughs> nineteen. Let me let me set the scene. Nineteen ninety seven, maybe, maybe nine, uh, somewhere around there. And like we're touring a lot. We're touring a lot. And it was the first day of leaving for a tour. I think we were going to El Paso, Texas, and we're driving Colorado, driving through New Mexico. And of course, we know where all the we know where all the stops are. You know the we call them the. The Jack Shacks, the Booths, whatever. But we know where they all were throughout the country. I mean, we travel this country so much. So we're driving into Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we're like, we're going to stop? So of course we stop. Pull over, go into the adult movie thing, you know. They got the little back rooms. This is gross. It's, you know, they're, they're booths. You can go in there and watch porno and yeah, yeah. do whatever. <laughs> so we all go in. I think we left overnight. It's like, ah, oh, we're, we're in there. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear Justin go, Channel 29! Channel 29! I'm like, what? And I click to it, and they're fucking playing a nobody song on this porno. We're, we're, we're in a jack shack in New Mexico, and our song is playing on a porno. I remember opening that door and went, I don't need to do anything else. Like, I could go home. I'm done. Like, crowning achievement of my life. I'm, I'm in a random place, and I hear our song playing in the background of a fucking porno. Like, like. Where, where do you go from there? That's awesome. In my world, there's not there, there's nowhere to go from there. Yeah, you peaked. Oh, we did. Uh, I've heard from a couple people, and I didn't want to ask you this, but I heard from I've heard rumors of the uh, blanket parties. <laughs> are these true? This, are these true stories? Yes, they are. Oh, nice. Um, probably not. I, I don't know what you heard, but probably not in the extent of what you heard. <laughs> you know, everything gets embellished, but yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, there's been times where, I don't know. Like I said, we, we were we were on the road so much that there'd be times where it'd be like, <laughs> hey, hey, this is going to happen. You might want to go, or if you don't, this is still going to happen. <laughs> like, but And there's been times where, <laughs> yeah, fucking driving down the road, there's been, yeah, there, there, there's been some... There's been some incidents to say to say the least, yeah. <laughs> we oh, we weren't man. we weren't bashful. I mean it was it wasn't nothing I don't know. It it was more comical. It wasn't like I mean, people yeah, listening yeah. to this might right now might go, Oh my god, these are the most perverted fuckers ever. But it people wasn't like know that. So, yeah, it wasn't some sick thing, like you're just sitting <laughs> yeah, there yeah. like like standing up like that whatever. It was you know <laughs> it was discreet, but yeah, there was there was times. I actually have a Really funny story if you want to get into it. Um, I want uh, I want the craziest nobody story you got. Okay, well th- this might not be the craziest, but this this is a good one. Okay, so we're on tour with the Queers, and we're did the U.S. We we're up we we're up in Canada. At this point, it was uh it was Dave and Chris Fields from John Cougar playing with them, mm-hmm. and and it was us and Francis Francis Danny Superstar w- was on tour. We're driving across Canada. We're somewhere in Thunder Bay, and we and and Dave and Chris this back. The queers had a van, and then they had a little minivan with merch. And they knew we had a day off, so they knew. Basically, we gave Joe the slip. <laughs> like they 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 lost it, so they could hang out with us. Because 
I know. Anybody know Joe runs a different ship? He runs a tight ship, and yeah, yeah, it's not always fun. So they we gave the slips. They gave him the slip so they could hang out with us. So we're driving. It's like, oh, we'll get a hotel. We're looking. We find this Marriott, and we're just like, God, this is gonna be super expensive. And we pull over. It's like a twenty-story Marriott, like right, right on like Thunder Bay, like like right on whatever lake that is there. And I just go in, and they're just like, yeah, forty-nine bucks a room. We're like, fuck. So we got a room, and. <laughs> The queers guys got a room. So we're in there. We're hanging out. We're all partying. Just, we're having a good time. And we I realized they didn't get a credit card or nothing. I paid them $49 cash. And and I'm just like, I realize it. And so instantly, mini bar comes open. The little candy bars are all getting eaten. And somewhere in the evening, Justin realizes, fuck, there's adult movies in this thing. So we're pay-per-viewing, pay-per-viewing, pay-per-viewing things. Oh, my girlfriend just walked in. So, uh oh, story's <laughs> over. <laughs> no, <laughs> story of So, anyways, we're pay per viewing all the all these pornos, right? And and somehow in the evening it was just like, all right, this is. Ju- I think Justin is like, guys, get out. This is gonna happen. And so, every we all go to like to the queers room, and we're like kind of partying there. It's late. It's getting late, late, late. Everybody starts trickling over back into our room. Justin's still there just watching porno. Like it's like an eighties movie. You go back five hours later and he's sitting there and his eyes are bloodshot. He's just watching. And Francis, I go into the room and Francis is like, me and Francis are sharing a bed. He's got the bed. You know, when you walk into a hotel, the bathroom's there. And then like that first bed right there. So Francis is right there. I'm in the bed, Justin's in the other bed, and Randy's sitting at the table, like, like with beer, and our room's trash, and glasses half full of beer, this and that. Randy's just kind of sitting there at the table drinking, Justin's still watching porno, I just come, Francis is laying there trying to sleep. I know this is getting long, but it's going to be worth it. So I just lay down on bed, I lay down on the bed, and I'm sitting there, and I kind of like look over at Justin, like, you're still watching this, like, Really? <laughs> So I'm just laying there and I'm just watching it. Francis is laying in his underwear with his, like his back's to me. He's laying on his side. And Randy just looks at me and winks. And I and I, I, I know the look on his face. He goes, he nods and I, I look at Francis. I'm like, all right. So I just sit there. I'm laying there. And all of a sudden I start just shaking my foot a little bit. Kind of making some moaning noises like I'm taking care of business. <laughs> and I could see Francis slowly scooting further as far away from like he's on the edge of the bed <laughs> and i'm sitting there and i'm like making noise starting to breathe heavy meanwhile randy walks over grabs like an, an old can of uh, like glass of beer and he's sitting there and he kind of gives me like okay goes and i start hemming and hawing moaning up and, go, oh, 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 and randy sticks his hand in the beer and i go oh and randy goes Frank, and he flicks it on francis's back <laughs> i've never seen a human jump up <laughs> like like he was hit with shrapnel he was like jesus christ like, dude he actually <laughs> it was i guess you had to be there i, guess, I don't know but the oh, look man. on everybody's face we're standing there and he's like getting as far away i can't believe he didn't turn around and be like dude what the fuck are you doing but when randy fucking flicked that beer on his back he he went up that wall like like one of those cartoon cats like scratching and freaking out <laughs> It probably took him 30 seconds before he turned around and goes, you guys are fucking assholes. We're just laughing our fucking asses off. And, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he, he stayed oh. in the band with us so long. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, fucking hilarious. Yeah, we, I, got, I, got, I got lots of those, like, 
different members, different. We, and it was always me and Randy. Justin was always like just kind of there. Like he's he's Justin, like in his own little world. But it was always me and Randy. Like we we were the guy. We we would hide in the van and like have someone go get merch out of the van just to scare him. You know, like we we yeah. were those dudes. You know, <laughs> we waited around the corner to scare you. We we played. We we did the pranks on everybody. You know, and yeah. That that was one of the good ones. Uh, yeah, I got I got Jeff useless. I've got ton, tons of <laughs> I could tell you a hundred stories, but I know they, they were all funny to us, funny to our friends, but to the average listener, <laughs> they might go like, "These guys are dicks." <laughs> was Was there anybody in the band ever that just couldn't take it? That just fucking said, "Screw you guys," and just quit? No, surprisingly no. not. Surprisingly not. Yeah, we, we we yeah no like we we had. People that, and we did some fucking gnarly shit, like useless, Jeff useless, Jeff Palmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I met him a couple times just playing in New Hampshire, and I just talked to him on the phone, and, uh, you know, he was a, he was just a young kid, and he he just did that, the EP with Joe, yeah. and I don't know how I was talking to him, and I think Francis couldn't, couldn't do a tour, it was the Guttermouth tour, we were going out with Guttermouth, and something came up with Francis, uh, I think he was going to do a Murder Junkies tour, like cross, so he couldn't do it. And Jeff just called me out of the blue, and I didn't know him that well. You know, met I met this kid a couple times, and I'm just, he called me about something, and I, we're just talking. He asked me what was going on. I go, oh, we're going on tour with Guttermouth. And I'm like, yeah, Francis just bailed, so we, we're going to have to go back to being a three-piece. And out of the, he just goes, I'll do it. And I'm all, you know our songs? He goes, yeah, I know all of them. <laughs> he didn't. He ended up learning them. So he flies out literally the next day. Spent one day in the van with me, playing the song. We played one show as a three-piece. The next night, Useless got up there, fucking killed it, joined the band, you know. But he was, I mean, he was a kid. He was probably 20. And we weren't, we weren't that old, you know, probably 28. <laughs> and we fucking, I, I guess they'd call it hazing, but we just would fuck with <laughs> Jeff. And he always laughed, always laughed. And I'm... There is sometimes I'm like I can't believe he's still my friend. <laughs> I can't. He's still, and he's one of my best friends. Like one time we would always, Randy would just be like get him, and you know we I would just grab him and like, like literally like pull all his clothes off. One time we were in a hotel, and I just ripped all his clothes off, like everything. He's naked, and I grab him and I throw him out of the hotel room door and just shut the door. Jeez. And he's just standing out there banging on the door like buck naked. <laughs> one time we did that. We were in Canada. And we were in a, like, in a hotel, so, you know, not motel, so the door was inside, it was a hallway. And I did it, and he's just like, ah, this, that, and, like, and we're all laughing, you know, he's even laughing. <laughs> and he's like, don't do it, don't do it! And I'm grabbing him, you know, he's a little guy. And I throw him out the hotel room door, and I shut the door, and we're laughing, and I look out the peephole, and I see him, like, he's not laughing and banging, he's just kind of standing there, buck naked, right? like like a movie, he's just got his hands over his stuff. Standing there, buck naked, and I just see him nodding, yep, how you doing, how you doing? And <laughs> there was this uh, another band staying next to us, this big band, and they just happened to be walking up the hallway. So Jeff just stood there outside our door while they opened the door right next to us. And I'm watching this, the people going, oh my God. And I didn't know what to do. Should I open the door and let them in? And I did. He, so he just stood there like buck naked, just going, how you guys doing tonight? How you guys doing tonight? As soon as they all get in the room, he's all bang, bang, bang. He opens the door, he goes, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, we still laugh about it this day. That's fucking awesome, yeah. man. I did it. I did it once to him, but stripped down, and we and I'm like, Justin, pull over, like in the middle of Noah Highway, 
opened the van door. We threw him out of the van and drove off. Like, or drove like 100 yards out. And he's like running down the side of the road, buck naked. And he'd get like 10 feet and we'd drive another 10 feet. And, you know, we're all laughing about it, but like, that's the shit we would do. And, and it was always like, like the new guy. We always have a new guy. And it was, you know, oh my just, gosh. just fun. You know, and, and when we don't have a new guy, that's what I do to Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, uh, Jeff's going to be on the show here in a couple weeks, too. Oh, cool. Back. He's the best. He's, he's one of the best dudes that, you know, all, all those dudes, Francis, Rodney, Useless, yeah. um, Rick, you know, from, uh, you know. Guts. Uh, yeah, the Guts and yeah, She's yeah. a Guy and all that. They're all like, uh, well, Useless and Rick, like people join the band and they'd move to Colorado for a year. And then, I mean, I, I've got like 20 members. And anytime you see us, it, it could be any four of us. You, you just never know. Like, I'll just call someone up, useless, and be like, yeah, I can do it. I'll come out. And, you know, Francis comes out when he can. You know, we, we've all kept that kind of friendship, you know. But, like, I was – last year, um, I, I went out for Rick's 40th birthday. We were going to Maine to go river out, but I stayed with, with useless and Jackie. We were there for a week, me and my girlfriend. You know, it was – I hadn't seen him in two years. You know, this is right after COVID, and it's, you know, two or three years, and it's – every time we see each other, it's like – like not a week went by, you know, it's, it's the same yeah, antics, yeah. the same shit. We're out on the porch <laughs> drinking, laughing, telling these stupid stories of shit we did, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was, that's the one thing that I do love about my band is the friendships I've made. And like I said, I think I've 22 people over the years, like even just people filling in, but yeah. there's only one person that don't, still talk to us and hang around like we're all buddies i could call someone up right now even me and luke who who plays in the band right now uh uh some people want us to play a couple of festivals in europe the end of september and he came and me and him sat and talked like okay this and that and the first thing we said was like well, who's gonna go <laughs> like like who are we gonna play drums who's gonna play second? you know like it could be anybody yeah. you know what i mean and, and that's what i love about it it's like you just kind of put it out there like hey we're doing this who wants to go and you know it, it's awesome you know, people can yeah. just fly in and and it and we don't it don't skip a beat. It's you know. Yeah, I mean, you guys did that that big. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you called it back in August, where you got everyone back together. But that kind of shows how cool it was. Like all these guys come back, all these former members, just to yeah. play this this cool show. I mean, you had, I think you said everybody except one or two guys, right? Everybody except for one one. Everybody except one guy came and played. Like all, every member from from 1993 to last year, that's, like everybody played. And what was awesome too was everybody's like, some of the people were like, "What are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. We'll see when we get there." And like Rodney was just like, "Dude, you gotta you gotta figure this out." I'm like, "No, I don't." I'm like, "We're gonna I'm gonna go. You know, this is what's gonna happen." And then I decided on on the week of that I wanted it to be like I said. There's been so many members. I didn't want it to be. Me, Justin, Randy, and me, Justin, Randy, and Francis. Because we've done that. We did that for years. I made yeah, every yeah. lineup where there would be at least two people that have never played together. You know, So I made mixed match lineups of, of people that have never played together, like like Josh. And Josh was like, dude, I want to be on stage with Justin when we do Scarred by Love. I'm like, okay, deal. So so I had we had Josh. And then when there was some combination, I, you know, Luke or Josh or Eustace would play bass. Like I said, that... Uh, my son got up and sang like a bunch of songs, and I, I think Josh or Eustace, one of them came up and played bass, and I went and sat down. I was sitting at the bar watching them play with my kids singing. <laughs> it was, it was fucking awesome, man. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. You know, yeah, it was yeah just, that's really just, cool. It was awesome. 
Yeah, it's crazy though. I mean, it's just it's cool that you've maintained friendships, especially after you know you strip these guys down and throw them in the hallway or on, on the highway, and <laughs> <laughs> they still uh. It was well, like I said. You. Yeah, telling the stories. It's like <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes I tell a story. I'm like, this is hilarious, and then someone will just be staring at me like, dude, that's a dick move, and I'm like. You had to be there. It was hilarious. Even <laughs> as the people were doing it too. We do it like Francis, like 30 seconds later, it's like, we're all laughing about it. It's like, you motherfuckers. Like, you know, I thought you fucking, you know, blew a load on my fucking back. I'm like, why <laughs> would you ever think I would do that? <laughs> like, but in the moment you're like, holy shit, is this happening? Like, we've all done that. Like, I've done that with people I've stayed with where you're, you know, you're sleeping on their couch and all of a sudden you hear something like, are these people about ready to fuck, like, behind me? They know I'm here, right? They know I'm here. And sometimes that shit happens. I'm, like, staying at someone's house on tour. I'm all, the couple, like, on the couch next to me, like, they're just going for it. I'm all, God, please fall asleep. Oh, my God, just, I hope I fall asleep. You know, I was like, we all, we've all, well, <laughs> at least when you're in the nobody's, you're in, you get in those situations a lot where, you know. Yeah. I, I saw the nobody's a handful of times, and I think... I was trying to remember, but I think every time I was lucky because I saw you guys in Green Bay every time. Oh, yeah. uh, Those were fun shows. I remember one show, and I brought it up before. Probably had been 98 or 99. You guys were playing with the queers, and the PA system went out. It kept cutting out. You remember that? Yeah, I do. I remember it happened to you, but I remember queers obviously headlined, and it happened like 15 seconds into the opening song by the queers, and Joe lost his shit. You know, <laughs> fuck this place. Next time we come back, we're bringing our own sound guy and this and that. But yeah, that was that was a fucking great show. But um, it was weird because it wasn't the normal sound man. He was out of town, yeah. so they had somebody else in there. But yeah, dude, I saw you it probably three or four times at Green Bay at yeah, the cafe. Yeah, those those shows were always the best. Time bomb, you know, time bomb. Oh, Tom yeah. was always the best, and always, you know, more times than not, you're playing with Boris. You know. <laughs> who should yeah, yeah. be headlining all these fucking shows? Every time I, you know, I'd watch them. I'm like, we got to play after that. Like, really? <laughs> like, fuck. You know? And they were, like, they were, like, kings of kings of the castle. They're local band, yeah. but like, fucking everybody loved them. Like, they were they were the best. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, and then, like I said, I didn't drink for a lot of those years, but when I did, one of the first places I drank was the Speakeasy next door. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, and it was. Yeah, it was awesome. I, and, and I played with a whole bunch, you know, I've seen a whole bunch of shows there. I played a bunch of shows there. I, I went to some shows there that I didn't play just just to go to Green Bay. I, yeah. I, I was at that Queer's New Bomb Turks New Year's Eve show. Like, I just went out there because I'm like, this is going to be awesome. You know, I, I think it was 1999 or something like that, maybe 2001. I, I don't remember. Yeah. The only, yeah. Uh, the only New Year's show I ever saw there was Teen Idols. That was 99. Awesome. So yeah. it was the year after that. So, yeah, dude. Speak. I mean, I, that was that was a cool uh, that was a cool little strip. You know, it was a yeah. weird strip. Had the had the I don't know. Had the disco place and the porno shop and the speakeasy and the cafe and the jock bar. Yeah, <laughs> all right there. It it, it, it it was like our home away from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I, that tour, like, I mean, that was, we're talking about the queers. Is that right when you know you were starting to play with them or how'd you how'd you end up playing with the queers um well like i said i i first started like i said i knew joe you know met forever, him yeah you know forever and we just became good buddies but toured together many times yeah, yeah um and 
you know, when he was getting his shit together, I don't know, I don't know when, when he was getting clean, when he was yeah, yeah. trying to get clean, you know, he came out, he stayed so a lot of time in Colorado. That's when we did that, that seven inch, you know, we were just yeah, yeah. like, Hey, let's just go in and, and fuck around, you know? And, and, um, so yeah, it just all started with that. And I was actually in drag the river, uh, and I was on tour and he, Phil was playing bass at the time. Phil had been playing bass for a while, but he, I think their tours got overbooked, like overlapped. And there was this two-week period where Phil was in Europe with the evening blackouts. So he needed he needed a bass player. And I, I was actually on tour. I think we were at a Denny's. It was like some morning after we played. I was in Santa Barbara. And uh, I was there with the Gamets and something like this. And, we're all, and there was like 20 of us like in this Denny's. And, and it was funny because sitting across from the this bass player and uh, – <laughs> His phone rings, and he, like, answers it, and he kind of gives it a walk to a table, and he comes back, hangs his phone up, he goes, you ain't gonna believe that, that was Joe Queer. He goes, he just called me, he's in a bind, he needs someone to play bass, like, next week, this tour starts next week, and I'm, and I'm, I'm just sitting there, like, listening, and someone's like, what are you gonna do? And he goes, oh, I can't do it, I got, he had something else going on, and I just laughed, I go, that's funny. <laughs> I think I even said it, I go, I wonder if he's gonna call me, or how long it's gonna take, and then, as I said it, my phone went, bring, <laughs> and it was fucking Joe, <laughs> and I'm all, what's up joe and he, he asked me and honestly i was like fuck i i think i was out on like a six week drag the river tour my, my wife was pregnant at the time mm. uh and i was just like i don't know and he's like man i'm in a bind i really need you you know phil ain't gonna be there for the first couple weeks and then when he does come we'll have him play second guitar it was like a six week tour so yeah and then i found out that rick rick respectable rick whatever whatever he goes by i call him dick despicable <laughs> um rick i found out rick was playing drums and me and him were the regulars together me him and useless and when i as soon as i found out he was doing the tour on drums i was like i'm in i'm doing it so i went home like the next day and joe's just like you know it's gonna be the usual you know suck this just learn all those songs the, the standards so i literally learned like 30 songs in like two days <laughs> flew out there we practiced for like a day and a half and then went on the road and and that's how i got in the band <laughs> like cool that that that's how my two week ten tenure in the queers happened. Yeah, and then you got so, kicked out. Yeah, so yeah, so I did. Everything was great. You know, did the first two weeks of tour, but I swear to God, as soon as Phil like got back, we picked him up at the airport in Atlanta. I mean, literally, it was it was weird. Like like I said, me and Joe were friends for a long time, and then Joe just started getting kind of, I don't want to say cold, but just kind of stand out, and I'm just like, what the fuck's going on, and. Just kind of stand off. And, oh, and I didn't say at that time Joe, you know, was clean. Everybody in his band couldn't drink. You know, like they they couldn't hang out. They couldn't drink. It was like no drinks backstage. He 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 like wouldn't let his band members do anything. And when he called me, I was just kind of like, "Hey, Joe." I don't know if it's being. I'm like, I know you got a problem this night. I go, but I don't. I go. If I do this and I want to go have a fucking drink after the show, I'm going to have a drink. Like, you know, I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. some fucking 17-year-old kid that got a hard-on to be in the queers right now. And he's like, no problem. And I'm like, I won't do it around you, of course. You know, wouldn't do it. So then I talked to Rick, and Rick's like, fuck yeah, we're going to do it. Me and Rick, you know, Rick lived with me out here for years. And, like, it was just, like, awesome. So we get there, and it was awesome. And it was every night after the shows, like... You know, they'd go back to the hotel and me and Rick would like sneak off, you know, <laughs> sneak off, go hang out with the kids, go do drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it was, I don't think Joe liked it. So as soon as Phil got there, Joe was just like, boom, like just kind of cold, kind of cold, played a show. 
And and he, like Joe Lee's over, he goes, "Do you know how to play this?" Some off the wall fucking song, and I'm all, "No." I, I go, "You didn't tell me to learn that." Joe goes, "Oh," like, acting like annoyed. Played another song, and then after the next song, he would just start playing it, and and I knew what he was doing. I'm like, "That motherfucker." And I, I actually went up. I just put my bass on. I just walked off stage. And I looked at Rick. I go, I bet you he sends me home within a day. Two, day, two days tops. And Rick just looked at me. He goes, no, no, that ain't going to happen. And then the next night, and I was and I was hanging out at the bar with Phil. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you guys don't need me. I'm, and I thought, I know, I don't know if Joe just didn't want to say, hey, I only need you for two weeks. But as soon as like the two weeks were up, I think he just wanted to manufacture a reason to send me home. So same thing. That next night. He's all, do you know how to play? He said, do you know how to play? I'm going to drink Bud. And I went, nope. Because it wasn't on the list, but I knew how to play it. And he turned and he goes, and he says, I only drink Bud. What? And he just started playing it. And he just kind of looked at me like slant eyes. And I kind of looked at him. I'm all, fuck you. I was just like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. And and I and I, and I I played it. And he and he kind of looked at me because I said I didn't know how to play it. It's fucking a three-chord song. I could play it today. And then at the end of the song, I put my bass down, walked off stage. And he comes and he goes, I think we need to talk. I'm like, I'll leave right now, dude. And he's like, I'll buy you a ticket. And I'm kind of scared to fly. I'm like, you're going to buy me a train ticket. And he's like, all right. And <laughs> went, went right to the train station. I'm all, adios, motherfucker. And, and that was that. been friends for so long and i don't know for as as loud as joe is and kind of dicky as he is he don't really like confrontation you know what i mean he don't you know he'll he'll talk a lot of shit and then be like hey hey you know and so i think he just he didn't need me you know he, he didn't want to pay a fourth person and not saying that it was all about the money but he just didn't need me he was yeah. comfortable he needed me for two weeks and then but yeah he gave me the boot he, he sent me packing would have been too many legends in that lineup. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it it, it it was a fun fucking two weeks. And and, and he's admitted that the tour we did a couple years ago, he admitted it. He goes, yeah, he goes, I know it can be a dick. He goes, but those two weeks with you and Rick, he goes, probably the funnest two weeks I've ever had on, on tour. And, nice. and I'm like, yeah. And, and I think it's because, yeah, because we're not fucking cowering like we're, we're not like oh joe queer says we can't do this we're just like yeah yeah fuck it like like you know i always I you know like joe's like my old buddy like i'm, I'm the, you know 
sometimes like I'll give him a doogie and stuff, even though he's he's like my dad. But you know, we have yeah, yeah. we you know we have that relationship. He's he's the best. He's one of the best. You know, one of the most talented motherfuckers in the world. But he can also be a dick. And I don't know. I I like it when I'm around dicks. Cause I'm never really I'm not a dick to someone, but I'll just smile and go, nope, <laughs> like nope, fuck you. Like oh, you're gonna do this? I'm like, no, I ain't. <laughs> and I just like walk out. You know, like I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Nah, Joe's always been really cool with me. Every time I text him and have a question or need something, he's he's pretty uh yeah, he's pretty receptive. So, um, crazier times, queer shows or nobody shows. Crazier you know you times. The queers as much so yeah, just crazier shows, crazier shit happening. Um, ooh, I I'm gonna have to say nobody's because we've had yeah. <laughs> I, I, we've had shit that that <laughs> wouldn't go down at a queer show. Um, yeah. Oh fuck yeah, like we've had. I've had girls come up and like take their clothes off and just like grab at me and like trying to make it. Not not that I'm like a motley crew or anything, but it's obviously <laughs> they're half off their rocker, but they hear a singing song like we're on. They're just like I'm like whoa, like hey, we're in front of 200 people here, like like fucking settle down, <laughs> like you know we we've had some shit. We've had kids come. We we were in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey once, and like probably 10 kids came and they must have each brought 50 fucking penthouse and hustlers. And as soon as we started playing, they just started flying up to the stage. Within two songs, like, we're standing there in, like, a foot deep of just, like, old porno boxes, hustlers. You know, kids are, like, hold them up in front of us as we're playing, you know. Just, you know, cool, That's cool awesome. shit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I once got hit in the face with a fucking dildo. <laughs> so I just whack. I'm just like, somebody just threw a dick at me. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, it's, it. yeah, we, we've had some crazy stuff. And definitely... Definitely after parties and after shows. There's, we we definitely had crazier days, but you know, I I, I had I had some crazy we we had crazy times with because the nobodies I think toured with the crew probably six times, seven times maybe. And I just talked to Joe a couple weeks ago. I'm like, when are we doing this? He's all, this summer. Let's do something. Come on, JJ. Let's let's do it this summer. I'm like, all right, fucking <laughs> say when. You know, but yeah, we've had some crazy times together. I was there, like when the queers were. Like, kind of becoming the queers, you know? Like, first, like, blowing up and blowing up. And I was at some shows. That first tour we did with them, we I remember we played Atlanta, and there must have been 400 more people than they were expecting. Like, it was just fucking nuts. People going nuts. You know, like, th there was many shows where I would have to go out and kneel in front of Joe and, like, kind of be a bouncer. Like, just kind of keep people from running into him or jumping up on stage. And so, you know, as far as... Crowd responses and shit. I mean, I've seen, and it was awesome. Like the memories of it in my mind. Like, like I said, some of those shows, like just standing on the side of the stage or like standing like in front of Joe, helping Joe, and just I could almost hear the crowd singing those fucking songs from Love Songs over Joe. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I yeah. saw like the blow up. It was awesome. It was, it was it's cool. Just one of the raddest things to you know be around. I, I know you just did it off the cuff, but uh. Give me your best Joe Queer imitation. See if you can beat, uh, I think Johnny Puke is the best one so far. See if you can beat him. <laughs> oh, best impersonation. <laughs> it's going to have something to do with the van. I know it. They all... <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm trying to th think of what I can say. <laughs> uh, um, ah, fucking JJ. What, what, what the fuck are you doing, JJ? I figured you would have learned how to sing by now. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, awesome. or 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 I, I've been in the van with him, and Joe's like just driving, and then all of a sudden he just gets this look, like steak, and he's all, 
what the fuck? Who fucking fought it? Like, oh my fucking God, roll your fucking way. I got, I got shit shrapnel on me. Like, open the fucking door. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. But Joe Queer is actually, he has said that to me before. He's all, God damn it, JD. Even Dee Dee learned how to carry a tune after a few years. Like, like, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah. That's great. Yeah. And there, 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 there's a couple more impersonations I could do of him, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. I want Joe to talk to me after this. <laughs> uh, so, what made you want to, I guess, calm things down a bit and try to make a, oh man, try to make a replacements record? I'm, I'm kidding, of course. But JJ, JJ, nobody in the regulars. Certainly, you were, uh, you know, you were doing some serious mats worship on that one. Oh yeah, good record, uh, dude. What, well, what, well, you know the, I mean the band the right, it's named after uh, here oh, comes yeah. the regular. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was obvious. Um, I don't know. I just uh, me and you, me and Jeff useless Jeff Palmer, me and me and Jeff wrote that record, and what it was is he was in the band at the time, and we were touring, and it, you know Malibu Lou. Yeah. Oh, I don't know uh, him, but I I know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- Malibu Lou hit me up. I was in New York and. You know, hey, it's Malibu Lou, and he would always, you know, hey, JJ, <laughs> and he had Melted Records, and and it it was supposed to be on Melted Records, and uh, he cool just came label. to a show. He used to come to all our Coney Island shows, and he took us out. And he's all, hey, JJ, hey, useless. He's all, why don't you do a record for for Melted? You know, he's like this and that, and I and I actually went. I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't know if we can. You're the hopeless, whatever. And I'm like, and then he goes, well, don't you have any other songs or whatever? And I go, and I had this handful of songs that just didn't fit to nobody's you know i just i think the time i was going through i went through my first divorce and i just i just had all these mellow rocks and i I am and i'm a huge replacements fan and i was i mean it is obvious and i'm with and i was with rick and useless and we are on tour together for like three months like all three of us i think rick was like roadieing for us just traveling with us me and useless were playing and we would just hang around and write these fucking stupid songs and just they, they just weren't nobody's songs, you know. Um, and it actually, the first time I played those songs, I played them with Justin and Randy. And I'm like, hey guys, I got, I might do this record. And they kept calling it a solo record, but I, I never wanted it to be a fucking solo record. I didn't, you know. I'm like, I ain't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who the fuck am I? I'm not doing a solo record. But I told Malibu, I'm like, yeah, I'll do. We'll do something different. And so I, before Jeff and Rick were back in New Hampshire, and I would practice them with them. Those guys would just show up and like, oh yeah, this is cool, you know. And then they came out, and we just recorded it. Some of the songs we we never even really played all together. We just it just kind of turned out that way. And uh, and then Melted kind of folded, and we just had these songs. And Hopeless is like, we'll put it out. And it was originally going to be an EP. It was it was originally only like seven or eight songs. Then Hopeless made us go back and re-record like four more. And those four songs are they suck. They're 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 dumb. <laughs> like if I ever re-release that, those are going to come off. It'll which it'll, which songs. Oh fuck! Um, a few of those sound, you know, they could have been nobody songs like uh, "Son of a Bitch" or "Let's Get Drunk." Yeah, chord four. Those those songs those could have passed as nobody songs, but yeah, they they yeah maybe, but they were just I don't know, they wanted that 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 content, you know. Yeah, well, um, the content no, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we did like like even like even "Son of a Bitch," like that song was. When we originally do it, it was probably half. It was like you know. It was it, it, and we ended up just like kind of speeding it up. And I think because we were all into nobodies at the time, it was like that's way too slow. Like let, let's speed that up, speed that up. 
Uh, and and it was just supposed to be it was it was it was gonna be like just another band. It was me, Rick, and Jeff, and it was just gonna be the regulars. And then Hopeless said they put it out, made us re-record those couple extra songs. We did that Elvis Costello cover. I think that song Melody on there. Um uh, what other song was there? Oh, there, there's there's that song that Jeff Usis starts out singing, and yep. that was just like I don't know. It's like that. Uh, I, I can't remember how it even goes. I don't even know. He sang a uh, he sang a couple songs, didn't he? If, uh, yeah, yeah. I he could talk sang, and yeah, bad luck bad, charm. Bad luck charm. Yeah. But that, uh, what, how does it go? <laughs> uh, open up your mouth and have nothing come out. Like, I had a little eight track in my basement. When Jeff was out there, he just, that, that was just all him, just fucking around. And, when, and I'm like, well, I can't come up with another song. And I just found that. And it was just him and a guitar. So we just took that, put it in the studio. I called him, like, we're going to use this. He's all, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just using it. And then we, we all came in at the end and just kind of did that ending part. Yeah, and, okay. Yeah, and then, and then Hopeless made it be JJ nobody in the regulars which that's one of the few times when I was like that's stupid like no but I but they demanded it or they you know I'm like all right do, do whatever and weird that was actually going to be a band we we did a tour um at just a regulars tour um and was that around they, the time that that record came out 2000 yeah yeah, yeah 2001, 2000, 2001 and we had a whole tour but we ended up doing half the tour and um we were on tour with Armchair Martian and we had like two yeah, weeks yeah. in Canada, and we couldn't get into Canada. And it wasn't us. Two of the guys in Armchair Martian couldn't get into Canada. They watched the uh, hotel security cameras <laughs> from the nobody. <laughs> yeah, <theater>. probably. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we couldn't get into Canada, so we're like, okay, we got two weeks, and I think we were in Michigan, and then it was gonna pick back up over by Boston. And it's like, well, what do we do? And we're like, okay, do we hang out for a couple weeks? And we just opted like 
yeah, we can't hang out for two fucking weeks. So we, we had to cancel the other half of the one. We just came home. Mm. And then, then I ended up doing another little one with different different people, different members. We did like a little two-week tour. That was actually going to be a new band, and it just kind of kind it just kind of went eh. It just kind of fizzled. That sucks. Is yeah. that what led to is that what led to you playing with Armchair Martian and Drag the River? Then that that is exactly how that. Yeah. Good segue. I didn't even think of that. Good segue. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Armchair Martian, dude. That, I, I mean, the first couple of records, at least, it, it always sounded like it was a, this perfect mix of all meets replacements. You know, which yep. is really cool, and uh, at least on the first couple of records, and uh, yeah, no, cool band. Yeah, they they they're great. Yeah, they're they're huge. They're huge. Um, uh, not replacements. Um, fucking Bob Mold. Why am I drawing a blank? Who's, who's gonna do? Oh, John yeah. John's a huge who's who's gonna do fan, and like you could hear like the uh, that's what I hear. I hear who's gonna do in the replacements like big time every every time I listen to them. But yeah, yeah. that that is actually how I ended up. We were doing that regulars tour, and I had met John. I actually met John in an elevator with Joey Cape. I had seen John, and it was at the very first punk rock bowling. I, wow. I just happened to be out there, and me and John kind of knew each other. Not Didn't really know each other, but we saw each other at shows in Colorado. He's Fort Collins. You know, we, we live about two hours apart, but we'd see each other at shows. And I'm in the hotel, and I'm walking by, and, uh, and I get in an elevator, and Snodgrass and Joey Cape get in the elevator. And, and I'm just kind of hanging out, and I, and I just kind of look, and I'm like, hey. I'm, I'm like, hey, hey, John. I'm like, hey, I just picked up. And it was before the first drag record came out. They they just had this little compilation with three songs. And I go, yeah, I just heard this drag rivers. And I go, it's fucking awesome, dude. I go, I'm way into it. And he's just like, whoa. He's all, thanks, man. And I'm just all this. And I didn't say anything to Joey Cape. <laughs> I just talked to John, and I got out of the <laughs> elevator. And to hear it years later from John, I guess the elevator door closed, and John looked at him, and Joey goes, Look at you! Look at you, big time! <laughs> like it was—it's just funny, but so I just come and then we we were doing that regulars tour and he hit me up. He's like, "Man, can Armchair Martian do that tour with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." At the time, it was Paul Rucker was playing, who's always been the drummer, and he was the drummer of Drag the River. John, and then Zach Boddicker, who played pedal steel and guitar in Drag the River, was playing bass. So it was three of the four guys from Drag the River. And Carl Alvarez was the bass player. And we went to a Drag the River show. And this is like three days before this tour starts up in Denver. And they get in a big old fight. And John looks at me. And I'm like helping him blow their equipment out. And Carl's right there. And this John looks at me and he goes, I just kicked my fucking bass player out. I'm all, what? And he goes, yeah, fuck it. I just kicked him fucking out. And, and Carl's like right there. And I'm looking at him all, that bass player like maybe the best dude ever <laughs> like what yeah, yeah and he and he's just like they, they had a big blowout and we ended up going on this tour and we had a fucking blast i just we hit it off i mean it was so much fucking fun for the three weeks until we couldn't get into canada and then we yeah, spent yeah. two days we spent two days in green bay at, at a friend's house at dave swain's house when dave swain lived there um, oh i didn't know he lived there yeah, he 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 was dating a girl, and the whole a lot of the time he was in the queers. He lived in Green Bay. It, it was actually Appleton, so we ended up we're we're hanging out there. Um, didn't know what we were gonna do, this and that, but we just all became buddies. But it was in Wisconsin. It was actually at the Speakeasy. We we played at uh, maybe it was the Concert Cafe, I think, at the time. No, yeah. it was at Rock and Roll. It was Rock and Roll High School, and we were at the Speakeasy. And, and we knew we weren't getting into Canada. And John looks at me and goes, hey, man. He's all, we were all talking. And uh, 
you want to be in our band? Like we all we all hit it off great. We 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 think we want you to be in our band. And I'm like I'm like oh cool. And I'm just thinking I'm like yeah I'm, I, I like Armchair Martian. I could maybe do this because at the time, Drag's pedal steel player was filling in on bass. And then he goes no no no. He goes the country the Drag the River band. And I'm like <laughs> and, and I was I was a fan. The first record had come out and I was just like really? And I'm like I don't know how to play country. He goes it's easy. I'll show you. And I was like, all right. And, and I just went home and listened to some records, and that's how it happened. And from the moment they asked me in that drive home, I remember just going, dude, I just got asked to be in Drag the River. I just got asked to replace fucking Carl Alvarez. I'm going to be in a band with fucking Chad Price. And I was just like, how? I don't know how I fucking walked into this situation. <laughs> and it just, yeah. it just happened. And I went home for like a month. They sent me a bunch of stuff. Like I said, I went and saw the band all the time. I, I, I went and picked up a couple records, uh, Sunvolt. I knew, I knew what they were influenced by, like, you know, Sunvolt. Bands I liked, but I never, you know, yeah. sat around and learned how to play that. I did it, and I'm like, well, this ain't, this, this, ain't, this ain't that hard. So And that's how I went up there and practiced with them. And walked into Chad's house and sat in the living room, and me, John, and Chad went over songs. <laughs> and and, I, and I'm look, looking at Chad, and he goes, good job, man, I'm all. Fuck, holy fuck. And I was, one of the few times in my life I was nervous. Like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. Whole, and, and how do you replace Carl Alvarez? That's and what I was going to And of course, I'm like, I, I didn't try. I'm like, I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know. Because he was, he's fucking Carl Alvarez. And he played stand-up when he was in him. <laughs> and, you know, Carl, Carl, Carl can't sit still. He's all over the place. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to do that. I'm just going to, you know, be who I am. And who would have thought, you know, 13 years yeah. later, you know, like, but yeah, Crazy. That, that that's how that happened. I just I couldn't get into Drag the River, you know, that sound, slide guitar, I just can't it never grabbed me, but but Chad's voice, man, he's just the best. So it was yeah, it, well, I've always found it interesting and I've always tried to listen to them just because of Chad's voice. But just that sound, it's not for me, you know. Yeah, well we're all Americans, you got the right to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool <laughs> that uh you were you were you were Carl's replacement though. That's yeah that's awesome <laughs> yeah a lot of uh like i said earlier like all was my favorite band growing up you know i love yeah, the descendants yeah. i saw the descendants in in 86 in boston like like i saw the original descendant you know i was a kid didn't Rad. realize what i was seeing you know it was probably my first three three or four shows and i i just became a huge fan and all but all like changed my life all was like loved them like I said, this one degree of separation, um, all moved to Colorado, and my Julie, the girl you asked about earlier, ended yeah. up having a little. She dated Stefan for a little while. Okay. So my high school girlfriend was seeing Stefan. Then <laughs> I ended up replacing Carl, like like my like my idol, being in a band with Chad, and then later on, my wife, the girl I married, is Bill Stevenson's ex. No shit. Yeah, like oh my gosh. A lot of those all songs and 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 descendant songs from Everything Sucks is is about is about my wife or my ex-wife. So wow. that's what I was saying. I've got this one degree of separation with with that fucking band, you know. And it and they were my they're my favorite band. So it's like it's awesome. You know? So she's my with, ex is about your ex-wife technically. No, 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 not oh. not she's my ex, but Bill's oh, okay. <laughs> She's my ex is Serena, Bill, this and that. But oh, yeah, but yeah. uh but long distance, breaking up, uh 
Wow. Um, Silly Me, I'm Too Old for You. I, I believe Hurtful Noble. You know the song Minute off of Minute? Yeah. Minute yeah, is Minute, Minute, Minute is my ex-wife. That was the that was the first song. And yeah, so that oh, how yeah. cool is what, that? One man? degree of separation with me and <laughs> me and the descendants. <laughs> you're you're almost in that band then. I, I in a roundabout <laughs> way I think I am. That's that's really cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you guys I mean, so you obviously know all them. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, and cool. like I said, and I even before all this happened, I I was the guy that went to I mean I went to every fucking all show, every Fort Collins, Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs, and they would see me all the time. And like my leather jacket, I still got it. My first leather jacket has a great big I don't want to grow up on the back. So they nice. they saw me everywhere, and they just would start talking to me. And me and Carl would sit there and talk, and they'd be like, Hey JJ, hey Colorado's oldest living, put whatever. And like I was <laughs> I was that dude that was at every one of their shows. Yeah, and they were always awesome. Stefan is like the nicest fucking guy in the world, yeah. you know. All of them. Scott Reynolds, you know, back in the day, he would he would see us. He'd be like, "Hey, come on, like this." And we'd walk down the street, and go to Dairy Queen, you know, and then go do a sh- do the show. And it was it was yeah. So I I was kind of friends with those guys even before all that. <laughs> I ended yeah, up joining yeah. bands with them, and you know, yeah. So. Were you at that uh that all show that they recorded that live album in Fort Collins? Nope. Ah. <laughs> no, I was not. Ironically, that was. That was recorded, if you look at the date, that was recorded that same trip that uh, me and Armchair Mushroom, we were in Wisconsin Uh, when we couldn't get into Canada, was that weekend. (laughs) And Uh, I remember looking at Snodgrass and went, we're missing the fucking live recording right now. Like, right now. And I remember John going, you think we can make it? I'm like, dude, it's 18 hours away. The show's in four hours. (laughs) Like, so, no, I was not at that one. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. That's a great record. Yeah, it, it, it is. But, yeah. So, but so yeah. who's your favorite all singer? I gotta ask. Oh, oh man, <laughs> you're gonna do that to me. I go, I go, Chad, just because uh, those those I, records that he was on, I just they were more right when I was kind of getting into all. They were those were the newer records, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah, I absolutely. Those. Um, man, I'm I'm a Scott, I'm a Scott man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hear because that was that was kind of my era. I mean, I was around from the beginning, and I love Dave Small. Like I said, I, I was, yeah, I was yeah. a huge Dag Nasty fan. I love Dave Smalling. I thought it was good, but when when fucking Allroy Allroy Revenge came out, it was just it was a game changer, man. Yeah. It was fucking like the like the perfect record. Yeah. And I just so I love Scott. I, I love the Pavers after that. And 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 I love Chad. Chad's probably a be- better singer, like um I don't and, know. And I just... Chad Chad's like like the best dude in the world. Um but yeah, I was just that was that was my era of you know yeah. teenager, early twenties was was Scott. So yeah, I guess I guess I'm a Scott guy. Yeah, that's all right. Um, so what made you want to open a bar, man? Triple nickel. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, be honest, to be honest, to be honest with you, I uh, I was it was kind of you know at the the very end like the nobody's kind of we never officially broke up, but we kind of just. We knew we were on a other thing, and I had just joined Drag the River, and it, it sounds silly because I'm, I'm a month away from being fifty, but at the time I was just turned thirty, and I remember like, well, now that I'm thirty, I need to figure out what I'm going to do because I can't be, you know, sleeping on people's couches when I'm fifty, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just, I, I didn't know what I, you know, had no ambition. Like I, I delivered pizzas. I worked at a nursing home in between tours, and. 
and my dad was retiring and my dad wanted to open a restaurant. And I'm like, no, you know, restaurants fail all the time. This is and I just, it just like came out of my go, we should open a bar. You know, I, I spent so much time in bars. I'm like, I can yeah. do this. And I basically talked my dad into me and him open, open the bar together. Cool. Never had any experience, never did it before. I never even worked at a bar, but I spent a lot of time <laughs> in bars. So yeah, I basically yeah. convinced my dad, and I think I almost wanted to just build one more than I wanted to run one. Yeah. And and that's just kind of how it happened. My dad's like, all right. And so me, me, my dad, and my mom opened a bar. Were, were you doing bands right out, right out the gate? Um, yeah, pretty much. I didn't want to be yeah. a venue. I wanted to just be a bar. Yeah. Um, but of course, by the time we opened, like we had a little stage in the corner we started out littler and littler yeah. and we, we just moved last year and, and the new location, we're right across the street, but the new location, we, I actually built like a, a real stage. I actually built two. We have, we have bars up, up and down and I actually built like a real stage to actually have, have more shows. Cause it just turned into, it wasn't my intent, <laughs> but it just, it, it just happened. So, yeah. Kind of in the blood, I guess. You know, if yeah. bands are coming through. You might as well, you know, bands that your buddies with. You got a lot of friends, and yeah, put ab- them up. Ab- and... Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> that leads to uh, Bar Rescue, dude. <laughs> that that fucking show. I think I think maybe I was... most people don't know what it is. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I was hoping I... you forgot by now. <laughs> no, dude. I I actually watched it. Uh, we talked last week, and I watched it the next night. And uh, that that fucking host, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. He degrades his manager and fights with his staff. <laughs> like, oh boy. That's all <laughs> bullshit, right? The whole yeah. show? Or... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's not, their big thing is it's not scripted. And it's not scripted, but it's fucking embellished like a motherfucker. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it, 95% of that, the stuff we did on the show is, it doesn't really happen. I mean, like, like, and, and I think, Maybe I had six people that were working for me at the time or on the show, and only one of them actually worked for me. Like, Rand- <laughs> Randy never – Randy Randy doesn't bartend for me. Randy don't work there. But the whole reason I did the show was because of fucking Randy and, and Holmes, one of my other bartenders, loved the show. They used to walk okay. in all the time and just go, shut it down. And I never knew what they were talking about. And they tried to get me to do that show for a year. <laughs> Because <laughs> they would call all the time and go, you guys want to be on the show? I'm like, I ain't going to be on no fucking TV show. I don't want to. So they finally talked me into it. You know, they came like the week before, like all the producers come and talk to us. And they basically say, you know, this has to happen. Some drama has to happen. And they they make you look way worse. They hype it up. You know, they do this and that. Um, yeah. But they basically said, you know, for there to be a show, some drama has got to happen. And I was just like... Well, that's no problem. We can, we can, we can do this. <laughs> and so we knew exactly what time he was gonna. Like it was down to like a half hour. Like he's gonna be here this half hour. Something has to happen right now so he can storm in. And so we knew it, and they gave us a sign like, "Oh, he's out there." And and most of the the antic stuff was filmed like the week before he was even there. They edit it oh, to make really? it look like they make you wear the same clothes every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. they make it look like it's like, <laughs> oh, all this shit happened, but it, it didn't. They edit the fuck out of it. Um, half the people on his staff, when when they're like out there talking, go look at what they're doing in there. They weren't there. They one guy flew in like two days after after all that shit went down. But then when I saw the episode, they're all sitting out in the car like they're watching them all. That motherfucker wasn't even there. Like he wasn't even out there. And yeah, he there's flew a girl in, like, and a guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and the dude like I don't know, it was silly, but I mean we really did. They're like, 
yeah, make some shit happen. And, and me and Randy really, I mean, we got, we were, I was wasted. <laughs> we got drunk and then, and Randy kind of, he's the one, he kind of went overboard, like drinking from the tap. Like, like that, sh- none of that shit would happen at my bar. Randy wouldn't do that. And then Randy fucking ran up and like yanked me by my hair. And I remember turning and looking, I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? And he's just like, fucking come on, like do it. And I'm all, all right. Like throwing bar stools around. I throw them down on the ground. Like I, we don't, I don't really, I, I'm a business owner. I don't really throw people down in a crowded room, you know, and yeah, yeah. throw bar stools on them. And it was, it was ridiculous, but it was, you know, we yeah. did it and thought it would be fun. It ended up being just a pain in the ass. So and, did, so did you get like all that shit? Like, did they actually, as it happened, like in one night? Like we're gonna redo your bar and shit, and they they do it in like two or three nights, and they they okay. they say they're gonna, and that's the only reason I agreed to it. They're like they're supposed to put like fifty thousand dollars into your bar. You don't get paid nothing, but they're supposed to remodel your bar. Yeah, and yeah. at the time, I was like, "Fuck, I could use some new bar." Like, yeah, sure. So I agreed to it, and like I said, we did the whole rigmarole. We did we did the you know we hammed it up. Like I said, half the people on, that worked for me on the show were just my friends. They're not really my employees. They acted like my employees so we could put on some this this fucking show for them. Um, but yeah, they pretty much everything they did for my bar, except for we got a PO. We did get a POS system that was like expensive. Ended up we ended up using it a year, and then they want to charge you like four hundred bucks a month to have it. And I'm just like fuck this. So yeah. I ended up really not all the things they did were just bogus like they we had to fix just about everything they did after they left no that sucks yeah dude they took my bar and you watched the episode i mean i had a nice wood bar they covered it in in truck bed liner like that rhino lining <laughs> yeah i saw that and, and i remember walking in and you're supposed to act surprised i walked in and I actually like walked by on the camera and i looked at someone i'm like what the fuck is this and the producers saw me and they're just all just go with it just go with it i'm all this is fucking bullshit and i had to act like you know like oh this is cool this is grand you know and it was just the fucking worst so after it wrapped i actually got the producers i'm like you guys are paying to fix it. they paid me to fix the shit they did no shit like, yeah i'm not i'm not kidding yeah they paid me to to, to read to stand off and redo my like it was truck bed liner. Like you can't yeah, put yeah. truck bed liner. You can't wipe it down. You can't like sign a credit card. It was fucking the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like uh. it was, and everything they did, they bought us like all new bar stools, and and it looked good on camera. But they were like, they looked like they should be in like an elementary school choir room. They were like from oh, IKEA. Boy. Like as soon as anybody that weighed hundred feet, like they would just went. They just we <laughs> like within a month we ended up like th- throwing most of the shit away, and um. they film. You know, it's it's studio shit. They filmed things like like they painted, but they only painted half this hallway. And every time they filmed, they would only film like they'd walk back, <laughs> film, and they would stop there. And they left. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like like literally, they painted half a hallway, and they just stopped. <laughs> like like everything was like like they just tucked things behind doors and stuff. So it's it's pretty phony. Definitely not legit. And yeah, it, dude, I it, can't. I can't get that host's voice out of my head when he's talking about the, the new bar. And he says, where does rock and roll start? It starts in the garage. And it's like, oh, fuck, dude. It's dude, just so it was the ch- Dude, it was the <laughs> cheesiest thing. He was the, he was the biggest tool, like, ever. Yeah. And, like, ever. And, and he was, he don't really do anything. Like, he don't come in and make changing. He, he has people do everything. He shows up. Yeah, yeah. He has an earpiece. The whole time, like, he's behind, he's talking to us. There's There was someone in the other room, like, going, 
okay, that Randy. And, and he'd go, Randy. Like, like he didn't know any of our names. Like, he had someone Damn. telling him the whole thing. And he is, he's just a fucking toolbox. And the, the, actually, the whole first couple days of filming, it, it went, they were trying to go a certain way with it, trying to make it look like it was like my clubhouse. And, yeah, yeah. and, and like, like it was just a bunch of dudes and there were no chicks hung out there. They were going for that Sausage angle. Sausage fest, yeah. Yeah, and then somebody <laughs> did tell them. The only thing that was real was, was all my family shit that I, you know, my mom died, my brother died, my sister died. And yeah. they got wind of that and they fucking turned directions. Like they brought me back in and interviewed me. Like they were trying to get me to cry on camera, like yeah. saying all this shit. And then, then he got all, I lost my dad too. And, you know, do you feel oh, this boy. and that? And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there like, Dude, like fuck, I, I gotta get out of it. Like, this is this is this is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever been a part of. You know, just oh, just phony. You know, like yeah. he put his hand on my shoulder. I was just like, soon, and it's like camera was off. It's just like, see ya. I'm going to get a ham sandwich, and he's just like gone. <laughs> like, you know, it it was it was an experience. Yeah, but I, I, I thought did, maybe the I thought maybe your your you know your your family situation was kind of how you why they took it. You know. Add some extra no, drama, you know. No, they, they they didn't know about it. And they, they wanted us to be on that show. Like, what they do is they come to a state and they have okay. people call, like, probably, you know, every bar in town. Like, would you guys want to be on? Do you need this? Do you need that? They call you. They called us two or three times. And I was oh, like, shit. no, no, no. And when they finally agreed to it, you know, and, and like I said, they did two bars in my town. They were up in Denver. They go to an area and just they try to get people to do it. But, like, that was another thing in the show. They're like, oh, and I was in all this debt, and then I called up Bar Rescue. I'm all, what is there a Bar Rescue hotline? Like, what are they talking about? I didn't call you. Like, then I just go, hey, I'm financial trouble. Where's the one eight hundred Bar Rescue number? I'm like, does that like that don't exist? Like, it was just so stupid. And I was, I was never in debt. You know, my bars were around seventeen years. We never had any issues. Yeah. But like I said, we did it. We did it. We did it as a goof. And I, I, yeah. <laughs> I honestly didn't think I never watched the show. I've never really even seen the show. And but yeah, I, I, I actually I've been recognized multiple times. Like, hey, were you on Bar Rescue? And there's the times I'm all, nope, not me. <laughs> I go, what me? And I'll just keep walking. But do yeah, people come it, there? Do people huh? come there and be like, hey, uh, you know, I just want, I just came here because I saw it on Bar Rescue or whatever? Yeah, not not yeah. as much as you'd think. There was a couple of people in there last week. And they come in every now and they'll come in and you can tell like my bars, my bar, people that come <laughs> yeah. like like you can tell them like uh, every now but I'm like I bet you they saw this and I, at first like once a week some people would come in and see it on TV but somebody was in there last week and I I don't look you know and like like I did when the show I mean I I went through this phase where I'm like I ain't cutting my hair I don't give a fuck so my hair was really long but it's not now so I have people come in and like I, I've heard people go like. Hey, is JJ here? You know, is he on Bar Rescue? And I'll just be like sitting like two feet from him. And I'll look at the bartender and go like, like nope, nope. And just shake my head like, no, I'm not. Like, it ain't me. But I did. Like I said, these people came in. They were super nice sitting at a table. And my girlfriend was over there talking to him. She was bartending at the time. She goes, hey, JJ. And I just kind of look over and she just waves. She's all, hey. And these people wave at me. I'm all, hey. And I knew what it was. She's all, come here. I'm like, fuck. I knew it. I walked up and I'm like, <laughs> And, and she just smiling at me because she knows I I don't. And I'm, she just goes, "These guys saw you on TV." I'm like, "Oh, you did?" I'm like, "Nice to meet you." And I'm looking at her like, "You fucker!" And then she like just walks away and snickers. <laughs> she gets to get a kick out of it, but yeah. so yeah, it was it was an experience. Yeah, who are those two punker guys at the bar that were you know like 
you almost had to kick out. I assume buddies of yours or something. Not, not really. I, I know yeah. him. One of the guys is, <laughs> he, he really is a, a dumbass. One of the guys is pretty cool. He lives in Denver. And and that, th- that whole thing, too, was, I don't want to say staged, but those two guys didn't say what I think she said they said and came over and like, oh, this and that, and I'm all, and he watched the episode, I'm like, they didn't say that, but they, they tried to make it look like those guys uh, were, you know, oh, the punk rockers were here, and we're changing this whole place. And it's like, no, we're not, you know. So, yeah, that was, I mean, I know, I know those guys, but, yeah. Yeah. So how many people come in there? You guys, you got to have regulars coming in from, not regulars, but people on a regular basis coming in, you know, that are nobody's fans and shit that just know of you and your bar, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, cool. we'll get people that like new to town or passing through town. And, and yeah, and like I said, a lot of times people will come and, and be asking me questions about me. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, oh, well, is JJ ever here? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm JJ. And like, they're like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm JJ. And they're like, oh, shit. And funny thing, back to Wisconsin, there was a guy in there last week, and Randy, Randy was there. Randy comes in and helps me out. Like, uh, he, he comes in and like straightens the bar up, kind of opens the bar for me and my girlfriend, you know, gets ice and just kind of sets the bar up for us. Um, and he was in there and I hadn't gotten there yet. And this guy came in and was sitting down like at the end of the bar and the jukebox was right behind him. He was kind of looking through the jukebox and he's like, holy shit, you got this band? He's like, oh, I didn't know this. And he's like, this band? And then he turned around and he freaked out. And it, right before I walked in, I get, he turned around and he goes, you got Boris the Sprinkler in your jukebox? He's like, I'm from Wisconsin. And I walked in right at that moment, and he goes, there's JJ right there. He's like, holy shit, dude. He's like, this and that. And he's like, I'm from He goes, I can't believe you got, I'm in Colorado. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I go, I know Norm. I go, I fucking love that band. I go, that's one of my favorite records. And he was just blown the fuck away that there was this punk rock bar in Colorado that, you know, and it, it, it and that's always awesome. Like, it's like, oh, I know Norb, you know, whatever, this and that. And, and it's, you know, he's like, oh, you ever been here? And it just sparks like rad conversations you know yeah yeah kind of like the like the ones where i and it's like oh yeah just you tell some stories about you know about the concert cafe and it was it was rad so yeah that that happens quite often man if i ever make it to colorado i got my first two stops are triple nickel and and the blasting room (laughs) come on come come on out yeah dude that's i I could give you a tour of both that's awesome man um yeah yeah so i mean i'm glad everything's going good with it though you know? Yeah, Did that, yeah, it, yeah, it's going, it's going good. We, uh, like I said, we moved. Um, we, we've been open a, a just a little more than a year since COVID, since, since we moved location. It's yeah. been, it's been awesome. It, it's, How was it's, COVID? That tough? Yeah, you, you know it. It actually worked out for me. <laughs> it was, it was tough, but um, because I, I, I own the triple nickel, and and we were located across the street from where we are now. And my girlfriend owned a bar like four four blocks down, and we both when COVID like like in the two or three months getting into COVID, and we're like, this is really fucking happening. Like it was, you know how it was. It was like we're yeah. really fucking shut down. The world is shut down, and both our leases were up. So and we had talked about like going in together, doing something new, whatever down the line, anyways. So I'm just like, well, I'm not paying rent. You know, like they're saying we could be shut down a year, which it ended up being a year. So we packed our shit up, put it in a storage shed, and just, we were out. We were done. And we were going to take a year off, kind of recharge our batteries, then open something totally new. And then Luke, um, who's in who's in the Nobodies, he was in the, the Lillingtons and whatever, uh, he actually 
owns buildings with the owner of the building we're in now. And he's like, dude, this place is, is, is about to open up. He's like, you should come check it out. I'm like, no, 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 we're taking a year off. He's like, serious, dude, come check this spot out. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And I went, and, I, and it was just perfect. Two stories, had a basement, you know, like this huge basement. Uh, the upstairs, cool. it was just it was just the perfect size. The, it was the perfect deal. It was just awesome. And we got in there, and I had five months all by myself in there to build this bar. So there was no pressure. The, like, like the world was shut down, so I'm just in there by myself, just hammering away and and. Yeah. And as soon as I got it, I'm like, okay, we could open anytime. And then the world opened back up. So it just, it kind of fell in my lap. Like the situation, I know it was horrible for just about everybody, but it, yeah. it, it did create, it created an opportunity that I, it, it probably wouldn't have happened if COVID didn't happen. So not that I'm saying rad COVID, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, no. It, it, it opened an opportunity for me and my girlfriend and things have been awesome. And you're still doing bands, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I, we, dude, we, I saw we, I saw the video or and photos from that show you told me about with the with the like the, surf band from yeah, Alabama the, the, or wherever. Yeah, the kaiju. Dude, they lit their van on fire and they fuck, were on top of it outside. Fuck yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, they they lit shit on fire in my bar. Dude, we actually had a Yelp review where some lady like wrote that thought she's all that is unsafe. We oh need a safe God. place to be able to go and drink and see bands. And, as that, and I think I was just like, I was all, I was like, well, don't come back here. Like I'm like, I'm like, it's fucking the kaiju. Fuck yeah, they're like shit on fire. And yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a good time. But yeah, we had, we've had, we've had, uh, you know, we've had bigger bands play. You know, a lot of big bands like they love playing. You know, come and play a little like like gutter mouth has played. There's super suckers that play my bar. Um, you know, sack just played there, which is. You know, three quarters yeah. of Teenage Bottle Rocket. Teenage Bottle Rocket has played the nickel before. You know, um, so yeah, yeah, we, we 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 get all all types of bands. You know, we're cool. we're a two hundred capacity. It's two levels now, so it's about two hundred each. You know, and we have two stages, basically two separate bars in the same building. And there's times where we have two shows going on at once. You know, and it, it it's rad. Sometimes we'll have a punk rock show upstairs and a burlesque show going on downstairs. You know, metal <laughs> show upstairs and a, you know, goth show downstairs. It's 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 been really awesome. It's really cool to have this eclectic, cool thing. You know. Yeah. So where's JJ so, Nobody on the night that there's a punk show upstairs and a burlesque show downstairs? <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I kind of go up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you watch a band. If you like them, you stay and watch them. Sometimes it's like, eh, I'm going to go see what's going on downstairs. Or in between bands, and you go downstairs. <laughs> and I, I, I go up and down a lot. You know, yeah. e- even even sometimes, like, we do, like I said, the downstairs bar is more like my, what my girlfriend is. Like, we had two totally different bars. I have the, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the corner rock and roll bar, punk rock bar. She had more of a, you know, it was like, you know, she had goth night, a lot of burlesque shows, like more of that. And so they, we do a lot of different stuff. Like they have variety shows. Like the, so one day there'll be a magician and jugglers and burlesque and belly dancers and, and sword swallowers. And there'll be a, like a fucking death metal band upstairs. So it's, <laughs> it's fun to be like this and that. And then you go downstairs and there's a guy fucking pulling a fucking dagger out of his cheek, you know, and whatever. It's, it, 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 it it's very entertaining. It, it, it's been a lot of fun, you know, it, it, and it's really cool to, you know, sometimes we'll have a punk rock show, and we do a lot of drag burlesque shows. And sometimes there'll be a punk rock show upstairs, and then all of a sudden you just sit in the bar, and then fucking 
four fucking drag queens just go walking through the pit, you know, to go out front to smoke, you know. It's just like, this is fucking rad. Like, this is fucking That's cool, cool, you know. Like, where, where else are you going to get this, you know. Like, all, all in, under one roof on a Friday night, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, hey, dude, I don't, uh, thanks for being on. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. I hope I, sorry to, we kept missing each other. Sorry, <laughs> I, I got this cold and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. But. No, I you hope sound I a lot better I tonight I did, than last night. I hope I didn't disappoint, you know. I've No, absolutely, let, dude. I gotta have you back. Fuck yeah, I'll come back anytime. I got a special show that I need a professional on, and I think you're the guy. And I'll tell you about it when we hang up here, but... um. Okay. Yeah. No yeah. no hurry on cool. it, but uh, I think you'd be interested in it. Absolutely, and I'd, I'd love to come back with, you know, I'd love to come on with Jeff, tell some of these stories, you know, together. <laughs> you know, come on with Jeff or Josh or... Somebody I don't know, you know, just uh, whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I'd love to do one of those top ten lists. Yeah, we'll top do that. Top five I mean, lists or whatever. Like I said, most of the ones I listened to were all those lists. And the whole time we were talking, I'm like, are we going to do a list? Is he just not going to tell me what the list is? So he, he like, you know, he throws no. some curveballs at me. And I was just like, like the past couple of days, I'm like, oh, should I, should I be should I be preparing for this? Is he going to, you know. I, I I didn't know, but but yeah, it, it my pleasure. Like I said, I've only I I did one little. I've only done one other little podcast. It was just like a little bleepy thing. This is like the first time I've ever really done anything like this. You know, so That's awesome. I w- I, w- I was nervous, but I, I had fun. My my idea though, it's it's not a t- it's not a list, but uh, like I said, I need a I need a professional and and uh, I'll tell you about it. And I okay. I think you'll be down to do it. And uh, yeah, dude. But I, I I super I you know I appreciate you coming on taking the time and anytime dude and anytime i guess we'll end it dude and uh yeah like i said just i hope everything goes well for for you and 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 the triple nickel and you know hopefully hopefully there's some nobody shows coming up that are close to me and i can you know haven't seen you guys in 20 years so we're we're in the works we're in the works we just got we just got we we might be coming to the midwest and doing a little couple canadian tours this summer so nice yeah you'll 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 see me sooner than later hey i was gonna ask you did the nobody's ever play in my city I never saw you guys here, but for some reason, I think I missed a show uh, the um, cross, at the at the warehouse place. No, I I don't think so. I I don't, I don't think so. I could I missed I missed. There was a period where I missed a few shows. You know, when I was I was in Green Bay more. Yeah, so. I, I I think we mainly did Green Bay. We did Milwaukee. We did Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin Rapids? Yeah. Wow. That's Lit- crazy we played there, there three times. This little town, and it was fu- it, like the it, like a basement of a restaurant. And, it, and each time, it was awesome. And then, Nuts. and then we did Madison once, I think. But yeah, like I said, the parasites did your time, and we did uh, lacrosse. Um, I, I yeah, I, I but yeah, no, I don't think I've been there. But we'll come set something up. Well, we'll be in touch, <laughs> we're, dude. We're, yeah, we're pretty much that band. Like we'll play, we'll play anyway. We'll we'll, we'll play a fucking <laughs> birthday party, <laughs> you know. Like, so, all right, dude, it's been a blast. And, all right, uh, buddy, it's been a pleasure. I don't know what's happening next week, of course. Um, I will have something next week, I guarantee it. I have a Jeff Palmer episode coming up in a few weeks. That's going to be special. I think I'll get a new, I, get, I think I'll play something new from him. So if you're into Jeff Palmer, you know, he's not going to get naked. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, until then, stay safe, stay cool, and uh, we'll see you guys later. You too, buddy. Thanks. All right, see you, JJ. Adios. Bye.
very.